Happy Wednesday. Good morning. It's home day for some, but for us here on Coffee and Toe, it's hashtag WCW. We celebrate women through music.
for us to go ahead and get the show started. Thank you for this one, Estelle, featuring Taris Riley, Love Like Ours. <laughs> Gotta say good morning to all our listeners from all around the world. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And JohnnoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women today, and we do that through music. Today, we are celebrating women in reggae music or those 
who have, well, I should say, and those who have sung reggae songs. It's Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, in case you forgot the year you were in, or you are in, rather. I'm over 2023 already, and January isn't even over. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on TikTok, Moments With Me Media on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And you can also find me on Twitter, Me Media Moments. And it's time for us to get into the headlines. Here's what we have coming up for you today. In the Caribbean corner, vulnerable groups cannot be armchair spectators of law anymore. And that is out of Barbados. Grenada delays tax increase on sugary, alcoholic, and tobacco products. In St. Vincent, elected to the presidency, well, St. Vincent has been elected to the presidency of CELAC, and CAL, Caribbean Airways Limited, adds extra flights for Trinidad and Tobago Carnival. In the Turks and Caicos, the islands shine in the USA today. They received, um, or they were among, I should say, 10 best awards for 2023. We head on over to Jamaica. Retired senior cop reportedly takes his own life. Poor cleaning practices caused fatal viral outbreak at the Jubilee Hospital. And of course, the plot thickens in the SSL drama. We're going to have those stories and more for you. Out of Latin America, as deadly protests continue, Peru's government faces crisis. On the international scene, China tells the U.S., mind your business, cope with your own debt, thank you. Hundreds protest incessant power cuts in South Africa. Rwanda shoots at DR Congo Army Jet, says it violated its airspace. And Germany is set to send battle tanks to Ukraine. And out of North America, self-styled spiritual leader John DeRuter has been charged with sex crimes. Oh boy. Tornado causes damage east of Houston. No injuries reported. At least 50 children found cleaning Midwest slaughterhouses. Uh, Tyree Nichols died from extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating, and that's according to preliminary results of an independent autopsy. In business and tech news, self-checkout mistakes could land you in court, folks, so be very careful. America's largest private employer just hiked wages, and landlords plan legal action against Twitter over unpaid rent at several locations. Oh boy, we have those stories and more coming up. We also have in the brew entertainment news Disney and Creative Soul reimagining Snow White and Cinderella as black princess dolls. Gonna have the details of those stories and more coming up after a little bit more from the ladies of reggae music. Here is Leela Aiki. I hope I pronounced it right. Leela Aiki, I did say it right. Here she is singing I Spy. We'll be right back with the details. You see something you 
girl you kill You never stop till you write your own a will Now you are gonna duck a pill You should have you with me till you fit till you could not angle the ride Sit there now you gone on the broadside Hold on your head from me you are hide Hit the curb and all a slip and a slide All I say Me tell you say you should not mess with this filly Cause anything cross me ball or me kill it But you never want to listen to me warning You couldn't even budge in the morning Pond the street in my boots so him dread Pond the work done drop down Then him gonna humble the ride See it then how you gone pond the broadside Hold on your head from me you want hide Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe. We are live on johnoradio.com and qmzradio.com. And we have the conversation, always great conversation, right here on Clubhouse. If you're listening online and you want to make your voice heard, please go ahead and download the Clubhouse app if you don't already have it. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. We'll be happy to have you. When you get on, just search for the club Coffee Intel, T-O-E. This one you're hearing, it's Mary Jane Shoes by Fergie featuring Rita Marley and the I-3s. Five minutes before the bottom of the hour, just a little more music until we get there. Keep it locked. Yeah. 
Gonna go ahead and let Tessan take us up to the bottom of the hour. Heaven knows. Definitely one of my favorites from her. It is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women today through music. We're listening to the songs sung by women in reggae, reggae music, as well as those who are not, you know, reggae artists, but have chosen to honor the music. Thank you Tessan. it's time for us to get started though sorry gotta cut you short we're gonna go ahead and start off in the caribbean corner Our first story, we head on over to Barbados. Uh, Vulnerable groups cannot be armchair spectators of law anymore. Story courtesy of Barbados.loopnews.com. Civil society organizations and vulnerable groups need to have a say in the legislative process. Minister of People Empowerment and Elder Affairs Kirk Humphrey, while delivering the feature address at the opening ceremony of the Liberty Project Policy Forum on Inclusive Approaches to Justice, emphasized that meetings with the target groups was essential to identifying the problems and finding solutions. We say in theory that people have the solutions to their problems, but we do not create the space for people to solve their own problems. We still look to leadership as the old definition of leadership. 
as I am the minister, I have the solutions. And the truth is, I do not have the solutions. I know that unless I meet with members of the group, I will not hear from the people who understand the realities and who have the solutions. And that is what we must do in relation to elderly, disabilities, in relation to gender, in relation to all things for which we know we have responsibility, the minister said. Humphrey indicated that his ministry is taking the legislative steps to create spaces for vulnerable groups. He stated that the long-awaited child protection bill will be laid in Parliament in the coming days. Additionally, the legislation of the rights of persons with disabilities will hopefully be passed in April 2023. I mean, I'm no politician, but isn't that something we've said here on Caffeine Cho? Not speaking to issues in uh, Barbados, but we've made that recommendation to other issues uh, in the U.S., in Jamaica. Leaders don't always have the answers. And I respect um, this minister, Kirk Humphrey, for be, being vulnerable, if you know, for the want of a better term being willing to admit that leaders don't have the answers. And that is so true. Many times there's a disconnect because they are not amongst those who they represent. Once you get into office, you know, things change. Your accessibility is not easily available. You're not easily available for those in the community anymore. People now have to go through gatekeepers. And as time goes on, that gap widens. You know, we sit down, or not we, because I'm not a politician, but they sit down with their degrees in varying capacities and, um, you know, go according to book, the book, the book, the book. Oh, we got to deal with life as it is, understanding that things evolve, people evolve, needs change. Right. So I hope other politicians throughout the Caribbean, throughout the world, will take a page out of Humphrey's book. Grenada, here we come. So Grenada delays tax increase on sugary, alcoholic and tobacco products. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. The Grenada government has announced a one-month delay in the implementation of an increase in the excise tax on alcohol and tobacco products, as well as value-added tax, otherwise known as VAT, on sugar, sugary or carbonated drinks. Uh, Prime Minister Dickon Mitchell was speaking at a news conference and said, in relation to the tax on the sugary drinks, we're going to push back the date for this to become effective from the 1st of March rather than the 1st of February, because we need the additional time to make sure that the items are clearly identified, clearly classified, and clearly published, and that there is no ambiguity. Mitchell, who is also the Minister for Finance, had in his budget statement last December announced that as of February 1 this year, alcohol and tobacco products will see an increase in the excise tax while refined sugar will be removed from the zero rates VAT list and the VAT on sugary products will increase to 20%. Ah, uh, okay. 
you know, as I'm here reading, my mind went off a little bit. And I'm here thinking about sugar cane or cane. So many byproducts from that natural. What is it? Is it referred to as a plant? The. Yeah, because it's not a fruit, it's not a vegetable. So <laughs> I'm not sure how cane is. You know what? How is it classified? Um, grass. It's classified as a grass. Okay. It's interesting to know that the byproducts can be good and can be bad. So vinegar is a byproduct. I'm right, right? Vinegar is a byproduct of cane. Brown sugar, byproduct of cane. Bagasse molasses uh what else rum <laughs> some say rum good for you some say rum not good for you <laughs> but yeah we have so many what is falernum I, I was just looking that up what what is falernum let me look that up because that is also a byproduct of um of cane f-a-l-e-r-n-u-m so let me look that up and see oh falernum it's a syrup liqueur or a non-alcoholic syrup from the Caribbean. It is best known for its use in tropical drinks. Well, that's a byproduct of cane. Uh, or you can just have the raw cane juice. That tastes so good when they press it and you, it's extracted. It tastes so good. So they will tell you that sugar is bad for you, but vinegar is good for you. Rum has its benefits, as we all know. It preserves the organs. My, that's my theory. Ain't nobody going to take that from me. <laughs> but at the same time, rum can make you drunk. Vinegar is good for you. Right? From the cane. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So <laughs> let, me, let me get back on track. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, James. Go right ahead. Good morning. Yeah, morning. Um, most times the natural plant in its natural um, state is mostly good. Like I would say like most of the plants that we have on this earth is like, I'd say like between like 75% and 90% good. Mm -hmm. But it's what is that what you do with the plant, right? You know, the coca leaf, you know, would have its benefit, but it's, it's what you do with it to turn it into cocaine. The same thing with the, you know, the sugar cane, like in its natural state, like um, it's it's considered like a natural, a natural sugar, right? Natural sweetener. The same way, like you'd have like um, oranges and stuff like that. That um, you know is that natural sweetener. Um, but when you extract it and you add chemicals and stuff to it, that's where all the diabetes and all these type of um, sickness comes in. So yeah, I think. Everything that God created is in its natural state, it's good, but it's what man does to it that, you know, makes it bad, you know? So, yeah. Our alteration. Yeah. All right. Thank you, James. And we're going to hop on over to St. Vincent. St. Vincent elected to the presidency of CELAC. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. St. Vincent and the Grenadines has been elected to the presidency of the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, CELAC, which ended its seventh summit on Tuesday. St. Vincent and the Grenadines succeeds Argentina. 
Prime Minister Dr. Ralph Gonsalves, addressing the 33-member hemispheric grouping, called for a fresh guard in these difficult times to reflect on the purpose of the integration movement. He said, we're forming a meaningful link between Latin America and Caribbean civilizations. As Kingstown was elected unanimously to helm, well, to the helm of the body that welcomed back Brazil's president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, whose country rejoined CELAC after a two-year absence. Brasilia withdrew from the bloc during the presidency of Jair Bolsonaro, who was recently voted out of office after serving from 2019 to 2022. So I'm sure many of us, like myself, are asking, what is CELAC? That's C-E-L-A-C. CELAC was founded founded in 2011 to avert United States influence in the hemisphere and excludes Canada and the United States. However, Washington will be represented at this year's meeting with U.S. Special Presidential Advisor for the Americas, Chris Dodd, in attendance. Apart from Gonsalves, other Caribbean community CARICOM leaders attending CELAC 7th Summit are Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley and Bahamas Prime Minister Philip Davis, who is also chairman of the 15-member regional integration grouping CARICOM. Several Caribbean countries are also being represented at the summit by their foreign ministers. Was anyone else aware of CELAC? It's, it's my first time hearing about them, but it's interesting that this group was founded in 2011 to avert United States influence in the hemisphere. And they have deliberately chosen to exclude Canada and the United States. But I'm wondering why they're going to have, um, what's his name, come there this year. Just wondering. <laughs> oh, I should also mention that Gonsalves said that this year SELAC will hold summits as well with the European Union, the African Union, India, and China. And I'm sure that is because of trade as well as um, folks from the Caribbean living in the diaspora. Okay, interesting. Um, I need to look up, do some more research. James, are you familiar with CELAC? Just a little bit. But but I think I think maybe there, because Gonzalo is on America's radar, right? Because he's... Um, another term, and he's going to be like considered like the Fidel Castro of the Caribbean because he's the longest-serving prime minister. So um, he's on their radar the same way. Um, I think America had something to do with moving um, the, the the prime minister for Saint Kitts and Nevis, that was there for like years. So they're not comfortable with um, one person doing like twenty, twenty-five years. So I don't know if it's strategic that. Um, American representative is being, you know, invited now because I know when he won the last election, then, you know, like, you know, red flags went off in, in you know, in America. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe it's, uh, it's strategic. I don't know. All right. Okay. So, I jumped on CELACinternational.org. You know, I'm always going to be digging for more information. The more information we have, the better. So the member countries of CELAC are Antigua and Barbuda, Argentina, Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Cuba, Dominica, or Dominica, I should say, uh, Ecuador, El Salvador, Granada. Huh. 
Is Granada different from Grenada? Who knows? Anybody knows? First, I'm hearing Granada. I'm hoping it's a. No, them have me gone look up Granada for the people that time. <laughs> oh my. <clears throat> Granada, Granada. Granada is a city in Nicaragua, also a city in Spain. Uh, so I'm I think they made a typo. It must have been Grenada. Hmm. Hold on. Yeah, it's in. There is one in Spain. Okay. Let me get back to it. Sorry. <laughs> so I think it's Grenada, Guatemala, Guyana, Honduras, Jamaica, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Paraguay, Peru, Dominican Republic, St. Lucia, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, TNT, Uruguay, and Venezuela. What purpose this was this mechanism created for? In order to promote regional integration and sustainable development. Political cooperation, regional comprehensive agenda in forums to position the region to events of international scope, promote dialogue with other states and regional organizations, promote regional and sub-regional institutions for cooperation and communication between organizations, etc. Okay, so... That's a good reason because we, we, we have spoken several times about the importance of integration within the um, region. And it's good to know that this is a marrying, so to speak, of Latin American countries and um, Caribbean islands, because that, that's how the region will definitely get stronger. Go right ahead. What's the acronym moments? Uh, C what does it mean? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The organization the name. The community, sorry. yeah. It says the community of Latin American and Caribbean states. Sila. I think. Good morning, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Javed. Uh, yeah. So hold on a second, James. So the reason it doesn't sound the way it sounds in English is because they're using the um, acronym from the Spanish, which is Comunidad de Estados Latinoamericanos y Caribe. Um, what is it? Caribeños or something like that. Yeah. So they have um, translated it from the Spanish. That's why it sounds different. You're going to, you know, you're probably the community of Latin America, but that's not CLAC. So it is the Spanish. Um, interpretation all right go right ahead james yeah i think i think the only reason why you don't really hear about it is because in my opinion it's not really effective because it's it's almost like creating like an overlap with caricom because it, it's essentially um is designed to do what caricom supposed to do for the caribbean but the only difference with that is that it's caribbean and latin america like so that's why you have places because um Guyana is, is considered really like, you know, part of Latin America. Um, and um, I guess Trinidad too. So um, I don't know. I think maybe like if they just have one strong body instead of having CARICOM and, and you know, see like then it would be more effective. But it's, it's almost like having two, two small bodies like trying to compete against each other instead of having one giant movement where it um, facilitate because even CARICOM itself don't even work effectively because we have seen the stories of 
you know, like free trade not really going through the Caribbean and, and, and especially like human resources, there are certain block from certain countries going across the Caribbean. So it, it's not even working effectively. So both of them not working effectively, create one body that covers Caribbean, Latin America and make it effective. I think that's why we don't hear about it too much. Mm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, James. Um, my first time learning about it. Um, as I said, I'll have to definitely, definitely do more research into CELAC. Um, I appreciate the reason it was formed because I think that is important um, to bring together both communities because I always wondered why is there a separation between Latin America and Caribbean states when you do have, for example, Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico right in the middle of the Caribbean. You know, I always wondered why and the region it's pretty much the same, if you ask me. Culturally, there, there are similarities. And if you want to know how um, intricately woven we are, just look at the food. Look at the food. We eat the same things in every island, cooked similar ways, very similar. Of course, there are going to be differences because of what seasonings are available and everybody putting their spin on it. But there are similarities. And, and I'll give you an example. For you know, let us look at fried dumplings in Jamaica. You roll it out a little bit. What is it called in the EC? Bake. Same way it mix up. No different. Bake. It's just flat and round. I like it by the way. And you slice it and you put your whatever you can fill it. But it's it's similar. We talk about pressed green planting in Jamaica, tostones, in other places. Just some, uh, they press theirs a little different. We press ours, you know, when you cut it and you press it down on the side, they press theirs, uh, they, they flip it and squash it down. Fried, plant, fried ripe planting, maduros, um, is the same thing throughout the Caribbean. I think everywhere eat fried planting. So a lot of our dishes, rice, very similar. In Cuba, for example, you have moros. They cook their rice and peas with pork. We do that to some, well, some Jamaicans, not all. Some Jamaicans cook their rice and peas with corn, pork, or with like a pig's tail in there. And the difference, we add coconut milk. They don't. Uh, and with the, the oxtail. It's cooked heavily in Latin America and in the Caribbean. You know, so we're, we're very similar. We're, we are more alike than we are different. Okay. Uh, next up, CAL adds extra flights for Trinidad and Tobago Carnival. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Caribbean Airlines said it is adding more flights for Trinidad and Tobago's 2023 carnival season. In an update on Tuesday, the airline said it has added more flights between Trinidad and Tobago and several destinations for the period February 12 to 26 for the country's carnival celebration referred to some as or referred to by some as the greatest show on earth move over ringling 
what is it? Ringling Barnum and Brother Bailey Circus, whatever. <laughs> Ringling Brothers. Ringling Brothers. <laughs> and Barnum and Bailey. Thank you. <laughs> that tells you how much I know about that circus. Thank you, Javette. They're not the greatest show on earth. I don't think they exist anymore. They do, you know. They're regrouping and coming back. They're still in existence. Because I think we spoke about them sometime last year. And I asked the same question. Are they still around? And I jumped on Google. And yeah, they still exist. Yeah. But move over. <laughs> the airline said the addition of these services aligns with the company's commitment to improve interregional travel and promote seamless connectivity. CAL said the additional flights are now open for sale via caribbean dash airlines.com the caribbean airlines mobile app and the reservations call center customers may also secure bookings through travel agents so yeah get your carnival on folks it's that time it's that time turks and caicos is where we go for our next story also courtesy of caribbean.lootnews.com the turks and caicos islands tourist board has announced that three entities in the turks and caicos islands have won usa today's 10 best readers choice awards with an additional three being recognized as 10 best in their categories here we go Winners from the Turks and Caicos Islands were the Royal Turks and Caicos Golf Club, which won Best Golf Course in the Caribbean, the Sands at Grace Bay, which won Best Resort in the Caribbean, and Hemingways, which won Best Restaurant in the Caribbean. The Conk Shack was voted the sixth best beach bar. The Shore Club, and that's in the Caribbean. The Shore Club was voted the 10th best resort in the Caribbean. And Grace Bay Beach was voted the eighth best beach also in the Caribbean. For the USA Today's 10 Best Readers Choice Awards, travel experts selected the top 20 nominees in each category and invited the public to vote for their top choices daily. After four weeks of voting, the results of the 2023 10 Best Readers Choice Awards were finalized. Okay. Anyone here been to um, Turks and Caicos? I have never been. Hey, everyone. Uh, good morning, Rosolo. Go right ahead, Rosolo. Let, let Teflon go. Let Teflon oh, go. Uh, I, I'm receiving a red bar. I, well, go ahead. No, oh, hey, hey, Teflon. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he would say something about Turks and Caicos. <laughs> No, I was saying I put in the I put it in the chat. Um, I've been to Turks and Caicos. It's a beautiful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a very small island, but um, um, the beaches are gorgeous, and the conch shack was amazing. The conch shack is right on the beach. It's it's absolutely amazing, and it's actually managed by um, Jamaicans. So, oh. um, yeah, there were a lot of Jamaicans there. A lot of Jamaicans working in the restaurant. A lot of Jamaicans. Um, yeah. It was, it was nice. It was a nice experience. Okay. A lot I, of Jamaicans there. I need to look up the cost for flights to go there to see if I need to save my Oh, coins. that was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah, save your coins. Save your coins. Uh, I was just going to say that about Trinidad as well because they're, I know that they're opening, I heard you say they're opening flights, more flights to Carnival. Yes. It's not about the flights. It's about the cost. We all want to go. We just can't reach. Um, the costs were, the prices were high um, for months now. So, um 
Yeah, but Turks and Caicos is beautiful. And the Conch Shack, if you ever go to Turks and Caicos, you definitely need to visit the Conch Shack. All right, so let me plug in, leaving from Miami, and we're going to Turks and Caicos. Let me see. Turks and Caicos. Let me see. Uh, number of passengers, two, if he is nice to me, two. Um, let's say we're leaving on a Thursday. And let's say we're coming back on, no, I put the date too, so go out a little more. Let's say we're leaving on a Thursday and we're coming back, say the Tuesday. Just, just let me see what that says. Okay. Oh, 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 almost had a heart attack. Oh, that's all $1,600. I was like, huh? okay no put in, so, put in from atlanta put in from atlanta and see no, if a different price i made a i mean what i did was i i was looking at business class okay basic economy is 484 dollars round trip if you leave and this is american airlines i shouldn't be saying the airline but it's american airlines if you leave at 11 30 a.m you arrive at once it's a one hour 46 minute flight from miami that's not bad okay okay uh round trip 484 dollars per person that or is that for both of us? Hold on, let me see something. So that's not bad. That's not bad. And they just have to find the um, hotel. Oh, that's and per the person. only thing in Turks and Cape is per person. Yeah. That's still not bad. No, it's not. That's not bad. Main Atlanta, cabin. I think it was doubled. Okay, uh, let, yeah, let, let me let me go from Atlanta. Let, let me go from Atlanta. Okay, let's see. I hope you say something low. Whoa. Let's make plans. <laughs> 50th birthday's coming up, y'all. Let's go to Turks. <laughs> AT, okay, hold on. ATL, it's in the U.S., thank you. I don't uh -huh. know, Atlanta. Somewhere around Georgia, Georgia, Okay, let's see. ATL. Good morning. Hold on, baby. Uh, work. Hold on. Search, 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 search. I'm see. good, thank you. Um, search, 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 search. Javette, go ahead. Go Ooh! Atlanta, $967. Y'all can keep that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. I was just coming to you. I'm sorry. All right. I got to go. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Moments. Yes, I told you it will be double from Atlanta, but we can still make it work if you want to go for your birthday. Okay. Let, let's see. All right. Let's check. Uh, who else? Oh, let's go to Houston. How many airports do y'all have over there in Texas, Javette? Too many. But I'd probably leave for Miami after we uh, party with you for your birthday. Then, like, then, like I put in the chat, girls That's a trip plan. to That's Turks a plan. and Caicos. That's a plan. Okay, so okay, next one we're gonna look up. Let me see, how much is it from California? California. But That's what we're I'm leaving the men in Miami. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, no, this is a girls trip to Turks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have so to be inclusive. Sorry. Excuse oh, you? Yeah, we're, you we're inclusive. inclusive. I, don't, I don't identify right now. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. We, we only go with That's okay, James. Five. You wasn't part of the Miami birthday trip. I think it was Neil <laughs> and Alta yes, Order and Marlon and somebody else. I forget. Yeah, his mouth was full. Yeah, remember? Yes, okay. So yes, we're checking so. from San Francisco. San Francisco, it's actually cheaper to leave from San Francisco than it is to leave from Atlanta. Five hundred and eight, six hundred and sixty-six dollars round trip. How is that possible? I don't, I don't know. know. But everything here, I'm telling you, Senna, that's crazy. To go to, to the last flight I checked when I was checking about to go to TNT was two thousand dollars. Wow. To go to Trinidad yeah, Carnival. 
$2,000. That was that was a while ago. I don't that, know what it is now. Is that business cards? This is just main no, cabin. Sir. Main no, cabin. Sir. Wow. That's expensive. Yeah. Yes, wow. the Atlanta. That, do you hear me saying the Atlanta? is <laughs> expensive to leave <laughs> from that airport. <laughs> If you were to to Florida is like two, three hundred dollars for me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Teflon. If you were leaving from the UK, what airport would you be leaving from? Oh my god. Heathrow Airport. Heathrow. Heathrow. Okay, let me see what Heathrow Terminal Five. That's 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 the uh, what to come to America? No, to go to Turks and Caicos. Oh what was was that Turkey? No, Turks. And Caicos. <laughs> I, I don't even know where that it's is. Caribbean. I can't stand. Oh, Caribbean. I can't stand him today. I can't. I can't with him today. Not uh, today. Not okay, today. So, yeah, yeah. So that would be Heathrow. Heathrow is where all the main Caribbean flights leave from. Well, can I? Can I? Can I tell you something? There are Go no. On. You would have to leave from Birmingham. Or damn, Glasgow. Uh, Why not, is that? Is it? Is oh, it lie! I found like, it. I found it. I found it. London Heathrow. I had to put the London before. Let me see yeah, what yeah. it would cost per person for for someone coming from London Heathrow. Uh, do do. See, I'm here wasting time, but this is good to know. There. Oh my gosh. Okay. Damn. Listen to this. Business class from. London Heathrow to Turks and Caicos, $3,857, and they only have four, se- four seats left. <laughs> round trip That's premium crazy. economy, $2,051 round trip, and main cabin, $1,231. And guess what? That's with two stops. Wow, that's crazy! But I think I think that's that's kind of standard. Um, but, uh, most Caribbean, well, it, it depends on the the um, season. I think you're probably searching um, the high season because high season is usually like a grand or thousand two. But on a normal season, like when all the kids are back at school, it's usually uh, between six hundred to eight hundred. Okay. So I think it depends. It depends on what what um, month you're looking at. So if you're so if you're looking around July when all the kids are on holidays and traveling, then it will be because a lot of parents are uh, taking their kids on holidays, going to the Caribbean. So yeah, that sounds about right. But the um, the business card that's really expensive three thousand. Three. So you can actually you can, you can actually do three holidays with that money. No, Teflon, <laughs> call it four thousand because it's three thousand eight hundred and seventy three dollars. Yeah, because you know they're going to charge you extras like baggage and all of that, all that oh nonsense. So, yeah, well, moments consider you haven't added in accommodations. I'm sorry, Teflon, you haven't added yeah, accommodations yeah, exactly. yet, that, and, or transportation, accommodation. <laughs> and, or tram because in, in Turks you need to have transportation. Or you oh, you do? Wasu? Oh yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. use a oh, golf yeah. cart and move around because it's that small. No, it's, oh. no, don't not. It's not you that. To, no, it's not. Yeah, you have to get a higher car. Like you, you have to either you hire a car or you rent a car. Yeah, because if you if you if you pay to um, for transportation while you're there, it's crazy. It's crazy. We wow. we we wasted hundreds. Yeah, because we didn't know we could have rented a car for much less. Wow. And it's not hard to drive there. You can rent a car and drive there. It's not that bad. You can't uh, rent a bike this... too. The bikes are cheap. 
yeah. All right, let me go ahead. Is it because of COVID? Like, because I've noticed uh, after COVID, like post COVID, everything's really expensive. So, could it be that? I'm no, sure, I went I'm before sure. COVID. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I went before COVID. So I can only imagine now, Tefan. I went before COVID. It was just, it. I remember it was, they were charging per person each way. And the right, it was like $25 each, depending on where you were going. Cause I remember going to the conch shack. It was like a 25 or 35 per person. <laughs> and when we got to the conch shack, we met the Jamaicans. Listen, they were all right for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't want Mama, James to... Ma- yeah, go ahead, Teflon. Go ahead. Mamas, I think you're going to have to so- sponsor my um, my travel. Damn. My new travel thing. Okay, so yeah, you know what? This way, you're going to have to sponsor me. Please. You know what, Teflon? I'm going to have to put, start putting my cash app at the top because, damn. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. Wow. Okay, so I don't want James to feel left out. James, from Toronto to Turks and Caicos, it's $703. That's not bad. Georgia is still more expensive. Yeah. Moments, it's, it's wise to call me in because I, I, can, I can get free accommodation. Airbnb. The man says, me tell us I'm like That's free. That's all right. Me tell us I'm not right. free. Me tell us I'm like not free. <laughs> it's, it's, expe- it's expensive over there. So anything free, anything you can get free, you know, so... I have a I have accommodation over there I can I can get. But how is that gonna really help the business owner, the one who is doing a business, if we we're always looking for free things? Are we truly helping that person? No, it's, it's my friend, so it's not friendship is more important than money. Okay, all right. We just leave a tip. Okay, let me check New York. Okay, let me check New York because we can't leave out our New Yorkers, not at all. The New York ones who are super quiet, <laughs> who stay down below. Oh, uh, who that? <laughs> and they stay down below. <laughs> okay, New York. JFK. JFK. Okay, so mm-hmm. from JFK to Turks and Caicos. You know, that flight shouldn't be long. I'm just trying to think of where um, Turks and Caicos is positioned. It's add three hours to the flight from Miami. Ooh, actually, for my rich friends up in uh, New York who want to travel business class, it's twenty four hundred dollars. If you're okay being in the main cabin, it's five hundred and twenty two dollars. And if you want to travel basic economy, that's four hundred and forty two dollars. Six hours, one stop. Yeah, you gotta stop in Miami. Wow, it's expensive. It's expensive. Oh my gosh. But you know what? As Teflon pointed out, it's a time of year because right now um, people are trying to get to the Caribbean because we're still under winter. When does winter end officially? Isn't it um, probably February, end of, end of February? May. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> after easter like april may all right so let's say april so then spring yeah then spring okay so based on what teflon recommended that if you go in the off season which is when the kids are back to school which sounds about right around labor day weekend it should be cheaper and it should be cheaper if you book tickets um way out early yeah book them early all right Mom, it's it's a it's a premium island too. That's why if you if you realize a lot of the premium islands like 
the Virgin Islands type, they're more expensive because of the, the amount of flights. You don't have a lot of flights that, that goes there. And that's why a lot of them, like you have connecting flights, you have to stop in a different state. So most of the premium islands are, are more expensive. Yeah. Right. St. Kitts and Nevis is another one. Huh. Very, very expensive. Like slide don't want people to come there. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> listen, the last, the last time I checked here, because um, I've got family there, I'll try to go and visit. And when I, the last time I checked, it was the cheapest flight was like, uh, I think it was like just under 1,500 pounds. So wow. it's, yeah, yeah, it's really expensive. So that yeah, I think that's another premium island. It's beautiful, and but it's too, it's too expensive. Okay, so let's do this. Let us pick five places in the Caribbean. Must be a part of the Caribbean. Whether it's British Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, Dutch Antilles, but it has to be in the Caribbean. Let's pick five places. You can put them in the chat and then we do a drawing to see or we see which one is the most um, economic <laughs> economic one to pick for Labor Day weekend. Let's do that and let's see. Yeah, we may be able to do a destination, you know. Yeah. I wonder about, if it's um, cheaper. I wonder if it's cheaper if you book it a year in advance. Oh, my gosh. Huh. So, all right. That's not a bad idea. We can we can run the numbers and see, right? And Labor Day weekend is still at the very beginning where summer is not over to some people, not mm. fully over. Mm. So I would say maybe the week following when kids are fully in school. Okay. But um, also, are you excluding any islands? Um, no. Just for, you know. We just, okay. we're saying just, Caribbean. yeah, let's pick the entire Caribbean. Let's pick five islands that, you know, and then we choose the one that's most affordable to start with. And when we say most affordable, we're looking at hotel cost or villa cost or Airbnb. We're looking at travel cost. And I would say, depending on the number of people showing up, going, I would say we rent a sprinter, if possible, a van and we should be able all be able to drive i would say yeah we just need a travel agent and a driver <laughs> no we can drive but um i have a driver yeah, but... he's on the app if he's nice <laughs> he'll get to come marlin if he's nice i agree me. with Javette. we need a travel agent and i know someone okay are you are you guys actually planning something or are you just hyperfixing? No, seriously, my 50th birthday is later on this Listen, year. I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah if, you, if, if, it's a, if it's a definite, I'm definitely, definitely up for it. Right. I know Marlon at one point was saying to me, probably do a cruise, like a three-day cruise or something. But I don't know. We have options. But I like the idea. We, we talk about going to the different islands. We, you know, and the reason I was saying Labor Day weekend, uh, Sunette, because you have that Monday. And I know some people have to get back. So, you know, if you do a Thursday to Monday, I don't know, depending on where we're going or Friday to Monday. I don't know. We, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh my god! Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of groups on this app um, have done link ups. So yeah, it would be, be super dope if we could, um, could definitely make this one happen. 
Yeah. I was planning I was planning on going to Trinidad this year, but if if, if you guys are there for doing this then I'll probably hold back and just do this one instead. All right. So we're gonna be serious. We're gonna start Rosola, you say you know a travel agent. Um so we just need to figure out which island is the best one to start off with for everybody. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're looking at cost, right? Cost. Okay. And, and how many people am I looking at? What's a reasonable worry, number? <laughs> we, we can figure oh that God. out. But let I me ask it. a question. I know some of us are closer. I know some of us are further. If we get a group rate, how do we feel about just dividing the group rate between the number of amongst the number of people? Yeah, sounds good. So that one person isn't standing at three thousand dollar burden, where another one probably standing at two hundred dollar burden. We try and we do it the Castro style, <laughs> cube like Cuba. We spread it out. Let me know how y'all feel about that. Have, have, have you have you tried the website? I don't know. If, I don't know if it, it works for you guys, but there's there's a website called Skyscanner.net. Mm -hmm. um, um, so it's like a price comparison site where they they search the whole entire airlines and then it gives you like the cheapest um, deal. Maybe I don't know. See see if it works for you, and if it does, maybe, maybe you could probably consider doing that one. You wrote so that down, Rosolo. You got that Sky, one. Sky no, repeat that for me. Skyscanner.net. Okay, Skyscanner.net. All right. So let's exercise our options. All right. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. So, yeah. So think about it, folks. Um, I, I just like to, I, I want to make it easy for everybody. Right? I don't want anybody to be like, ah, I couldn't go because I couldn't afford to go. Or, you know, because life still happens. We have to, I, I, I guess I think about those things. All right? So I think, yeah, so we have something to look forward to. All right. Yay! <laughs> so Turks and Caicos Islands got us talking about all of that. Let me get back on track. Okay, so I'm just waiting to get. Okay, so retired senior cop reportedly takes his own life. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. The police are reporting a case of suspected suicide of retired Deputy Superintendent of Police Lloyd Anthony Wilson. The 60-year-old Wilson, who lived at Cedar Avenue in Wellington Heights, Kingston 6, is otherwise called Willow or Patcha Gray. According to a report, Mrs. Wilson was at home Tuesday with Mr. Wilson and two other family members when they heard an explosion coming from the upstairs bedroom. The police were summoned and on their arrival, they found the door to the bedroom locked. The door was kicked off and Mrs. Mr. Wilson's body was subsequently found in the bathroom with a single gunshot wound. Investigators discovered a firearm and one spent casing at the scene. So, oh, that's so unfortunate. Um, wow. Not sure what could have led up to that. Um, yeah. Poor cleaning practices caused the fatal viral outbreak at Jubilee Hospital, according to a report done by the Pan-American Health Organization. Remember, we highlighted the story in the latter part of last year. Uh, well, this one, this news item is courtesy of Nationwide Radio, jm.com. Poor cleaning practices have been cited as one of the primary causes of the deaths of 12 newborn babies at the Victoria Jubilee Hospital last year. 
It is one of the findings of the Pan-American Health Organization's report on the outbreak of Klebsiella pneumoniae. Why do I have to make it so? Pneumonia. Huh? Let me, anybody familiar with this spelling for pneumonia? P-N-E-U-M-O-N-I-A-E. I'm not accustomed to seeing an E at the end. That threw me for a loop. I'm like. Is it a British spelling? <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> or the, or the, the, uh, the Greeks or what do you call it? Damn it Latin? Greek. That's the word. Thank you, Latin. Huh. Huh. So you know you know me. Okay, what bacteria? It you know what? Hmm. It actually is there on pneumonia is the same as pneumonia. So we're either looking at a Latin Yes, Sonette, you may be right there. Hmm. Learn something new again today. So pneumonia can be spelled with or without the E at the end. No nobody tell us say I spell it wrong. A spelling B with Saron here. Yeah. Okay. So it is one of the findings of the Pan-American Health Organization's report on the outbreak of Klebsiella pneumonia at the nation's premier maternal hospital. PAHO found that the hospital failed to adequately clean and sterilize critical equipment in the nurseries where newborns were being housed. The Ministry of Health and Wellness presented a summary of the PAHO report at a media briefing on Tuesday afternoon. The International Health Authority blamed the hospital for inadequate cleaning and disinfection practices for patient care equipment, such as stethoscopes and laryngoscopes. I hope I said that right. Yeah. The problem was also compounded by low nursing complements and overcrowding of the nurseries. These poor practices increased the spread of the virus. The Pan American Health Organization also found fault with the bedding and cleaning agents used in the hospitals. The health ministry maintains that once the outbreak was detected, its internal control mechanisms cauterized the infections and deaths of the babies. Health Minister Dr. Christopher Tufton says efforts are being made to reassign staff and expand the existing complement in order to address understaffing issues at some facilities. Uh, can we hear Dr. Tufton about retraining who is responsible for the sterilization um, of equipment who is responsible for seeing to it that um, these various wards and the nurseries so on and so forth are properly cleaned who's do you have a an environmental crew whose responsibility is it it is solely or is it the nurses who have to be doing both And when we talk about overcrowding, that should not be the case. It's 2023. Are we still using the same infrastructure that has been in place since the Jubilee Hospital opened up? I know we're busy doing um, renovations and so on and so forth at other hospitals throughout the island. But this one, when you consider... That if you have a child at a private hospital and there are complications, you your child is transferred to um, Victoria Jubilee, shouldn't it be priority that this hospital be maintained at the highest standard? 
Huh? I would think it's been around since 1891. Well, it was founded in 1891 and opened to the public in 1892. I'm not sure how many um, updates they have had since, so I'm not going to attack that. But I would hope that some have been done, but clearly not enough. This, so go ahead, Marlon. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Did Christopher Columbus found an asphalt? <laughs> you know what, Marlon? 1891. Oh. <laughs> Remember, he found Jamaica in 18. He discovered Jamaica. <laughs> so just checking. And I, I hear you ladies planning, but I know it's all good. I said, if you're nice, Marlon, if you're nice I, to me. I ain't be no driver. Nobody using me. <laughs> no using around here. So what you're saying, that we have to pay you? Yep. Ain't no I was saying to hire a driver, Marlon, not you. I want you to come and drink with me in the bus. You see? That's why I got to love. I just have a love Smith Sinette. You see? That's all right. We 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 get our own we get our own bus, Miss Sinet, our own car. Let it let them go. That's right. Yeah, babe. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. Somebody seems saucy. Very. <laughs> Did you sleep okay last night, Marlon? Did you get enough rest? I think oh, yeah. you're up too early. Yeah. Nah, I'll be alright. But uh, <laughs> but they treat the public hospitals all over Jamaica. Like, dump. I don't know. This is the first time hearing this, you know, infection or whatever. But it's been going on for so long, and it, they really need to clean the, these hospitals up because I've been to, a, you know, the one in St. Anne's, and it's ridiculous how they treat these public hospitals in Jamaica. I don't know why they do it, but they need to. They need to clean them up, fix them up properly. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still smell bad? I don't I haven't been there in years, but I, w I would assume so. That I used to, uh, you could know when you uh, in the hospital, okay, you could smell the public hospitals. So I don't know if they clean it up, but I definitely would check it next time I go home. Yeah. St. Anne's Bay Hospital, Falmouth Hospital. I remember going to the Falmouth Hospital once um, with my mother. She stopped there to look for someone. And oh my gosh, I saw this beautiful baby. He was abandoned there, and I remember saying to my mom, can we take him home? <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to him. Yeah, I was probably about 9 or 10 at the time. Adorable little boy. Anyway, yeah, um, go right ahead. I know someone else was going to speak. Yeah, you realize that the Jamaica government don't invest in, hospital, in the health care because Jubilee was not built by the Jamaican government, right? Um, the public hospital, Jubilee. Um, University of the West Indies, not by the Jamaican government, right? Um, and there's like two of the other major hospitals in Kingston. They're private, so not by the government. Spanish Town, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it, it was um, some international um, um, fund that was established to build that also. So when you look at the, the major hospitals on the island, the government did not fund it. And that's that's ridiculous that, you know, like to be independent for so many years and, and to not like have any of the major hospitals been be like funded by the government. 
you know, some of the smaller hospitals, like in some rural areas, um, they have done, but the major hospitals, and, and the fact that 30 years ago, they were talking about Portmore pushing the government. A land was established there in Portmore that was gifted to the government to, to put up a hospital because they're, they're saying that this is the fastest growing city in the entire Caribbean. You have to have infrastructure, no hospital. So I don't know, like, yes, yeah, good to build highways and we see up nice apartments going up in Jamaica and stuff like that. But when these people, you know, when, when, when you're pregnant and you're in Portmore, you shouldn't be going to Spanish Town or going to Jubilee. So I don't know. The government don't care about healthcare. Um, I'm not going to say they don't care because remember recently, um, James, we have highlighted that they, they're doing work on other hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. So the attention is finally being given. They can't do it all at once. They can't address every facility. But um, I know they're, they were addressing the one in St. James. We have the one in St. Catherine and a couple more. So let us see, because now we also have to remember, you're talking about decades, decades of neglect. So they can't do a slam bam. Thank you, ma'am. They have to see to it that good, proper work is done. And then once that is done, they have to see to it that proper maintenance is also carried out. So, um, yeah, let us um, give them a little grace that at least they have now turned their attention. And uh, let us just hope it continues so that the, an overall is done, an overhaul rather, is done to the entire hospital system throughout the island. All right. So we're going to give them a little grace. Just a little. Just a little. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we return from the music break, we have more stories out of Jamaica. Keep it locked. It is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women today through music, and we're doing it in reggae music. Here's some coffee for you. Youths are too brown and run for them. Safety look like gunshot around the streets. Them lately crime and frustrate. Alongside who created the emergency steady. We can't escape it. Inflation crazy for the old lady. Mm, the poor baby. No, if or maybe turn my scheme in a crime scene. You know, they be coffee. You no, know, have to be the government favorite. Me have enough for me plate. Not exaggerate. Not try animate. When me too love
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Keep it locked.
to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. To my listeners online, tune in every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. This is Moments with me. We waited for far too long, so come get your blessings tonight. Baby, won't you come over Press gas and don't bother with the clutch Hear me girl I'm gonna give you loving all night long So strong that you won't forget my touch Baby girl Baby let me teach you Give you love instruction Show you what I know We should take it easy Ain't no need to rush no Baby nice and slow Gonna squeeze in one more, then get back to business. It is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women today through music, reggae music. Come 
raving. Jump on the stage, girls, we going crazy. Have to wipe myself in one of them gorgeous ladies. There is no need to be hacking, shading. Come on, baby. Hey, hey, baby. When you rock your hips, you know that it amazes me. Got me off the hook and nothing else don't face me. Can you be my one and only sunshine lady? No, if no, maybe. Hey, baby. Gonna squeeze in this one from Jada Kingdom. Mama Heavy. Thank you so much to everyone listening online and right here with me on Clubhouse. We're going to go ahead and get back to the rest of the stories in the Caribbean corner. Here we go. So we dropped off with the one about the poor cleaning practices uh, caused the breakout at the Victoria Jubilee Hospital last year. And that report was done by the Pan American Health Organization. All right, next up. SSL has U.S. $1 million in fraud insurance, says Dr. Nigel Clark. Story courtesy of JamaicaDodgeLoopNews.com. With a ballooning fraud currently estimated at $3 billion, the company at the center of what is now a global scandal, Stocks and Securities Limited, has reported that it has fraud insurance of only U.S. $1 million. What's the equivalent? 152 million Jamaican dollars. Well, this is according to Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark, who stressed that this was the information conveyed to the Financial Services Commission, FSC, by SSL on January 10, when the investment company informed the regulator that it was affected by fraud. 
Clark was speaking Monday during a press conference to address the massive fraud that has been uncovered at SSL, in which he informed that the government was seeking the help of the United States Federal Bureau of Investigations, FBI, and international forensic auditors to get to the bottom of the fraud that has unfolded at SSL for at least, we thought it was 10 years, well, it's 13 years. When asked whether SSL had fraud insurance, Clark was careful in his response. He said at approximately 8 p.m. on January 10, 2022, SSL provided by email a letter advising the FSC of an incidence of fraud at the company. In a copy of that letter that I have seen, SSL claimed to have fraud insurance to the tune of U.S. $1 million. That is why they have claimed in a letter to the FSC, please do not take that as something that I am independently, have not independently verified that. Okay. The finance minister said he was merely stating what he was told. Clark noted that the fraud involved clients being given fictitious statements about their balances when the actual sums in the accounts differed from what was actually on SSL's system. Up to 40 clients of SSL, including Sprint legend Usain Bolt, have had their accounts significantly de depleted as a result of the fraud. All right. Um, next story. NHF GOJ bonds were brokered through SSL are said to be safe. Story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. The National Health Fund is advising that its government of Jamaica bond brokered through the now controversial SSL is safe. The NHF moved Tuesday afternoon to make the clarification as the scandal rocking the entity continues to unfold. The Jamclair CSD BOJ has issued a securities portfolio statement to NHF this afternoon, which was yesterday, confirming proof of NHF's ownership of GOJ bonds, Government of Jamaica bonds, valuing $740,563,020, and that was as of January 24. The NHF uh, therefore considers its investment in the government of Jamaica bonds to be safe and in good standing. The National um, Health Fund, excuse me, said SSL was one of the brokers when NHF participated in the National Debt Exchange, NDX, in 2013, where government of Jamaica bonds were purchased. Okay, so those are safe. Good to know. Prime Minister Andrew Holness says he has no funds at scandal hit SSL. Prime Minister Andrew Holness has denied allegations being made in the public sphere that he has borrowed any funds from the investment firm Stocks and Securities Limited. Uh, Holness has also shared that while he did open an account with SSL in 2008, he liquidated the last remaining financial instrument managed by SSL on his behalf and gave instructions for his account to be closed in September 2021. On Tuesday afternoon, he released a statement saying, I have no funds currently with SSL and I have not done any business with SSL since September 2021. I wish to also make it clear that neither I nor any member of my family have ever borrowed from SSL or received any form of credit facility from SSL. Holness, following a cabinet meeting, said 
He has also asked all ministers to check and disclose the status of any accounts or investment relationships uh, their ministries or agencies may have with SSL. He noted that the National Housing Trust, NHT, and National Health Fund have already made their release in keeping with this directive. Holness has also sought to clarify his dealings with SSL over the years to bring further clarity to any lingering concerns in the public domain relative to the investment firm. As I previously disclosed to the public on February, well, back in February 2016, I held an investment brokerage account with SSL. All right, so on to leave Andrew Holness name out of the mix up. The man same don't have no money there, please and thanks. Usain Bolt has account at SSL in an LLC. Hmm. Boy, the drama is unfolding more and more. Okay. The temporary manager of Stocks and Securities Limited, Kenneth Tomlinson, has confirmed that Sprint legend Usain Bolt has an account at SSL in the name of a limited liability company. The revelation was made in a statement on Tuesday by finance and the public service minister, Dr. Nigel Clark, who informed that Tomlinson advised him of the relevant information. Boy, it's a lot of him says she said. Anyway, additionally, the temporary SSL... Ma- I hope somebody keep in check, right? So we don't get lost here. Additionally, the temporary SSL manager has told Clark that Bolt's account dates back to 2012. Okay. Remember now. Hold on. Remember what we reported yesterday and the day before. Okay. Hold on to that. Businessman Zachary Harding said on the weekend in a statement that during his tenure as CEO of embattled investment firm SSL between September 2019 and June 2022, he was not aware that Bolt or any company affiliated with him was a client of the entity. He claimed, too, that he only learned of Bolt being a client of SSL when the news broke in the media. At no time at all did his, Bolt, or any company he may have been affiliated with ever come up as being a client of SSL while I was there. Remember, that was his declaration. Okay. The former SSL CEO said another employee at the investment firm who served in various capacities, including that of CEO prior to his tenure, was also not aware of Bolt being a client. Additionally, none of the senior management team that I led while I was working at SSL when Bolt's account was initially opened. Mm. It was also recently disclosed from a reliable source that Bolt's team only dealt with one person at SSL and that one person was Gene Ann Panton. Harding has also said that he was never aware of any misappropriation of funds at the investment firm during his tenure. It was never at any time revealed nor brought to my attention that clients investment funds were being misappropriated while I was CEO, nor was I ever made aware of any similar improprieties taking place. <sighs> mm-hmm. So, I have questions. Remember yesterday, I said, uh, 
check your cam. Bolt needs to, not only yesterday, I've been saying it. He needs to look at his circle. All right. Hmm. Okay. Let, let's see what else comes up out of that. Uh, <laughs> documents reveal. Here's another one. Let me see if I can get the sound back for this one. Hang on a quick second. Because, I, I, oh, Lord. Um, who is getting ready to write the movie script? Who is going to put the script together? I just want the role of um, news reporter. That's all. <laughs> That's all. I just want that role. If you'd be so kind. Uh, soundbite, soundbite. Let's listen to this one. This soundbite is courtesy of Nationwide Radio jm.com here we go the documents we've obtained don't just purport to show how the alleged fraud was perpetrated against usain bolt they go further by providing granular detail about just how it was done if you thought that bolt's account had cash lying in it and that fraudsters simply removed the cash over time you would have thought wrong from the documents bolt's investment was tied up in some of the most valuable stocks in the world the investments include blue-chip stocks like Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google. It also includes Apple, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and Meta Platforms, which is the parent company of social media giant Facebook. Our documents show 10 transactions between August 12, 2021 and February 3, 2022, where 191 units of the mentioned blue-chip stocks were transferred from Bolt's account to another account at SSL. The documents show the number and name on the recipient account. That same account, with the same number and name, received all 10 transactions from Bolt's account over the six-month period. We will call that account TT using the initials of the name on the account. <laughs> so, who authorized the transfer of Bolt's blue-chip stocks worth thousands of U.S. dollars to the TT account? Well... One of the individuals who signed the document registering Bolt's account with SSL was the person who purportedly authorized all 10 transactions. That individual, on July 13, 2021, August 10, 2021, September 13, 2021, September 27, 2021, and February 1, 2022, wrote five emails to Gene and Panton authorizing the transfer of Bolt's blue-chip stocks to the TT account. Curiously, none of those emails were sent to Gene and Panton's work email, jpanton at sslinvest.com. Instead, all of them were sent to Gene and Panton's personal email, a Hotmail account. From the documents, it appears those emails were then forwarded to Panton's SSL email and then sent to what appears to be another one of her personal email addresses, this time a yahoo.com account. In summary, instructions to transfer blue chip stocks from Bolt's account to another account at SSL were bounced around three email accounts associated with Gene and Panton, only one of which was her official work email. The five equity transfer request forms used by Gene and Panton to facilitate the movement of Bolt's stocks has a space where a service supervisor or head of sales is supposed to sign and authenticate the transactions. But while Panton's name appears on all five forms, none of them is signed by a service supervisor or head of sales. Ricardo Brooks for Nationwide News. 
So who in his camp is TT? Who in him camp named TT? <laughs> Did I not? But, Go she, ahead, Marlon. Go ahead. But it seemed like she was the, um, what do you call it, the, have um, the power to do what she want with the account. It's like she was the one of the persons on his account, it looked like. I don't know if she was on the account because based on this, the email gave her instructions as to what to do. But I guess whoever that person is on the account probably and then be doing whatever that person tell her to do. Oh, okay. All right. Just just trying to put it together. All right. <laughs> I have some speculations, which I'm not going to air. I'm not going to say on air, not at all. I'm just going to sit down and go on with my popcorn and watch it all continue to unfold. Do I think she took money from it? No. But she facilitated. That part I do believe. She facilitated, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And this is what I say on Team Monday. She's holding on to those chips for when the time for court. Then she's going to reveal who is that person. Whoever that TT is, she's going re to review. We're we going to find out before that. Eventually, it's going to come out. But uh, she's holding on to that chip for leverage. Guarantee that. So let's see what happens when the FBI goes down there. It's going to open up a whole more can of worms. Watch. So who is, hold on, Marlon. So who is the service supervisor slash head of sales or who was? That should have signed off to authenticate the transactions. It wasn't signed off on. None of them, none of those five transactions from 2021 to 2022, July, August, September, September, and February, none of those transactions, none of those transactions were signed off on by the service supervisor slash head of sales. So it looks as though she handled everything for this person. Now, if the LLC is there and his name does not appear anywhere on the LLC, can you can you hold the person TT liable by law? Uh, I don't think so, but I don't know. But I don't think so because if his name is not there, I don't think so. If your name isn't there, is not you on the account? Am I right or am I wrong? Somebody tell me. You're very right. Whose name are we referring to here? You're saying if his name doesn't appear anywhere on any account, LL or LLC, but the name of someone acting on his behalf, can you truly hold the person who he trusted with the money responsible? Yes, you can. But, because why? Okay, go ahead, Kalisha. Sorry, go right ahead. So it's a if it's a company which we're saying that's what it is well gen llc mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. assuming he's listed as a director 
or let's assume, let's say his parents, because apparently the name came from his dad and his mom's name right. together. Mm-hmm. They are directors. There are signatories on the account. Whether um, the person, I don't know who TT is, if the person is a director or just an added signature on the account. If he's acting, it's not your money. It always comes back down to the intention. Mm-hmm. You're acting one under, under power of attorney. Your responsibility lies exactly as outlined in that document and if you're moved let's say you have the authority to move the money it must be for his use and what the issue now is that he didn't even know you move his money <laughs> take the fall outside the scope of what you're authorized to do and that by itself is a criminal offense mm-hmm. so yeah his name may not appear on it because that's normal for people to have companies or privacy purposes mm-hmm. where they're are not listed on it but your signatories act on your behalf and on your authority and if his authority never did give you the right to move his money and to do with it what you did then you're in breach of that all right let me let me pose a scenario to you uh kalisha because i want to make sure i have a clear understanding okay i i am busy i have a i get a windfall $250 $250 million. I turned to um I turned to James and I said, James, I don't have the time to handle this right now because I'm tied up with meetings. I need you to go to SSL and open an account for me. As a matter of fact, I want it opened up under an LLC. Handle the paperwork for the LLC for me, please, and see to it that the account is opened and the money is invested there. James goes ahead, opens up the LLC. My name is not put on the documents. James then proceeds to go to SSL and open up the investment account there, but my name is not put anywhere there. James shows me paperwork. Um, that he could make up, right? And I'm satisfied. I'm like, okay, yeah, my money is there. Good. We're doing things. We're doing things. And let us say I have not given James any power of attorney. Let's assume I did not give him a power of attorney. Now I'm ready for my money because I want to move some money and make an investment. And then I'm going to learn, oh, there's nothing there. Can I truly go after James because I had no POA in place? My name is not on the LLC documentation anywhere, nor anywhere at the investment company. Can I go after James? Yes, you can. You can because you gave James the authority, whether in writing or not, he's acting on your behest as an agent of yours to put to put oh, an open account to invest your money. That is what he's authorized to do. How you prove it? That's what I was going to ask. How do I prove that in the court of law? If his name is nowhere, he owns nothing. Um, Dre, I get that. Hold on a second, Dre. Hold on. Dre, Dre, Dre. Hold on a second. Let Kalisha finish. Let Kalisha finish. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kalisha. Sorry about that. I understand the point of both him um, not being named under the company because as we know, LLCs are a legal entity by themselves. But we also cannot pretend like people don't use them all the time as holding companies for privacy and all these other reasons, right? The point is, let's say James, I'm going to assume in you situation, 
the, the probably the person who did it, assumptions here, worked as probably, let's say, his financial advisor or somebody in his accounting team. It is not far-fetched or unreasonable in these situations to ask these people to do these things on your behalf. It is not. Yes, on paper, clearly he probably is the only one who was signature to the company. Fine. But when it goes to court, it is not going to be that black and white. If you're my investment <laughs> advisor and you and I gave you authority, say, all right, you're my broker, you're on the broker work, move the money and invest it. Fine. You move the money and you come back and you say, oh, but he gave me authority to move his money and invest it. Yeah, but I want my money now. Show me where you invested it. If you can prove to me where you show me where you invest the money and the money is still here, you're good and clear. But if you cannot show me where my money is and you use my money for your personal use without my permission, that is a criminal offense. You stole the money and that is what it will come down to. Where is the money? If the money can be returned and you can show that, oh, we sold these Google stocks and we bought some over Facebook. Didn't tell you about it, but here it is. You got your money back. But as it is now, there is no money. And then the problem becomes, while you were moving the money or the stocks, he was still getting statements reflecting what should have been there. Why was he getting statements reflecting what should have been there when, in fact, you know it was not there? Hmm. I get the black and white paper. Oh, his name is not on it, so he doesn't own anything. Yes, he does. Because when it got to court, it's not going to be all black and white. It's his money and you stole the money because you cannot present the investment for what you were authorized to do. That is all I'm saying. So, okay. Thank you, Kalisha. I understand what you're saying, what you're saying. But when it comes to getting into court, do we put ethics and morals on the stand as well? Or do we do we incorporate that when we're talking about the facts laid out before me? Because I'm thinking that I'm looking at paperwork. I don't see this person's name anywhere. How? What do I have as proof presented to me that Bolt, in fact, gave money to this person? Did Bolt go to the bank, do up a withdrawal, and there is a paper trail showing that, okay, Bolt came in, got a, a a money order bank draft for 250 million dollars had it made payable to james and then turned it over now that i that part i can but see comments understand also that what we are discussing now is a tip of the evidence that will be presented Facts. before the court mm -hmm. and or his team is already like because there must be paper trail you don't get up and go to ssl with six million us dollars in a bag and drop it on the floor and say oh my god that's not how it's done this is money that was going in the account from 2012. It's little by little. There must have been paper trail. I'm sure there is paper trail from his side. Mm -hmm. So we are just going off of the little bits and pieces we're getting in the news. But I'm sure when it comes to that point, the paper trail will be presented to tie back the money to Bolt. I don't have a doubt about that. All right. For his sake, I sincerely hope it, he can, you know, they, the dots will be connected. Good morning, Donald. Go uh, uh, no, Donald and then okay. James. Um, you're saying that there is no paper trail, but the fact that he could provide, um, he could transfer blue chip stock that is known to be in Bolt's name into this LLC or this company, I mean, there has to be an authorization from that side also. So you must be able to trace and see directly where the money comes from. Then how did you get the ability to transfer the money that 
those blue chip stocks that is in both name into the new account whether or not both name is on the account so you so you can you can trace it you know exactly where it comes from there has to be an authorization from that blue chip account into the and you could go back from there yeah tt authorized the transfer whoever tt is go ahead james yeah, the fact, the oh, fact okay that hold there's on the authorization on. from that and mm -hmm. mean that there is permission somewhere and there is a link mm -hmm. because even if you have the um the, the new company that bold name is not on okay what is the transaction that lead to for instance bolt giving you that permission to transfer his money into your company there has to be something there so whether it's tt or whoever there ha there is a trail all right thank you donald thank you kalisha thank you donald go right ahead james yeah and and that's why i was saying yesterday that i think bolt is lucky to be alive because just say tt is someone that is very close like someone that you eat and drink with your your you know share a, a close space with because the thing is like tt whoever that person is is going to have to show like if that money is in like that personal account or family account you know like and that's why the fbi is going to be very important because they're going to trail every track every every cent you're going to have to prove you working for bolt for 15 to 20 years how did you come um, to own, you know, 12 million US dollars. You know, Bolt, Bolt is not, is generous, but he's not paying you that much. So how did you come by this $12 million? You know, why was a million US dollar transferred to your mother's account or your cousin or whatever? So I think at the end of the day, and because, because it ha it's happening to someone like Bolt, that's like a public figure and the government is going to be in the best interest of the government to make sure this thing is clean, cleaned up for the reputation, I think that they're, they're going to be able to track, you know, wherever this money is, and they might not get back all of it. But I think at the end of the day, like, they're going to be able to track down because, yeah, they're, you know, I, I, I think that they'll get it back. You know, they're going to be able to track it down because there's no way that this person that's working for him should be, you know, having so much money for themselves. Uh, so they, they'll be able to track it. Even though it wasn't in his name, I'm sure there are paperwork that are signed off, you know, on the back end that he's going to have paper trail or, you know, someone in his family or whatever will will, will have paper trail with these stuff. So I, I, I think they'll, they'll get to the bottom of it. But uh, it's, it's an interesting ride. And it's, it's uh, yeah, trust me, it makes for like a, a Netflix series, you know. <laughs> they will get to the bottom of it, James. But will they get back all of it? No. He's not going to get back all of it. I don't think so. Well, I don't think... Go ahead. Go ahead, Marlon. That's a quick question. Why yeah. was the account open up in St. Lucia? St. Lucia? The, the LLC. It's not open in Oh, Jamaica. it's not open in Jamaica. Tax haven. Tax purposes. Okay. All right. All right. Thank Damn, you. Damn, Marlon, you're working on the back end. I'm paying you real good. Yeah, a lot of businesses register in St. Lucia, much like some people doing in bank accounts in Cayman, some mm. people do it in Panama. 
in the Isle of Man, tax purposes, companies pay less taxes, LLCs, you pay le- way, 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 way less taxes than you would in Jamaica. I didn't so, realize, to- Kelisha, that St. Lucia was a tax haven. It is. Okay. It is. It's one of the bigger ones in the Caribbean. Hmm. Caribbean people go there for business purposes. A lot of people, that's what I'm telling you, the whole idea of the LLC is not a foreign thing, which I'm saying the argument that, oh, his name is not listed on it, mm-hmm. is irrelevant because people use LLCs as holding companies to hold their assets, bury it in St. Lucia because you don't have to pay the taxes. It's a normal, normal thing. It's not evading taxes at all. It's literally... It's legal. legal, yeah. So people do it. The Prime Minister did it, and Joel has his account in St. Lucia. That's why there was a big hullabaloo. It's not illegal. It is not. So, trust me, the whole argument of his name is not listed on it won't stand a chance. And you have some Jamaicans who have their money in the, in Switzerland, too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then for many people, Switzerland is so far away. It's better you just go St. Lucia. It's right there. And that's why America, I think, they're, they're trying to slow it down because America and the FATCA thing and the drama that they, they pull even on Cayman Island and all of those things. So a lot of people started moving to Panama. Mm. They buried their money over there. But it's normal. It's not, it's not, it's not anything alarming. Nothing new. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for your comments. So we continue to eat our popcorn and watch the movie as it continues to get juicy. I don't think um, what you call it, Queen of the South or Power when power was power interesting so boy this is our own little jamaican um movie right here going on or series i should say all right our next story out of the caribbean corner jamaican american sammy b drops new collection at target story courtesy of barbados.loopnews.com it's official and let me give her a chair Sammy B is not only in Target stores in the U.S., but the Jamaican blooded designer has coll- collaborated, almost by my tongue, has collaborated with the retail chain to produce an exclusive line for Sammy B lovers. Samantha Black, more popularly known by the moniker Sammy B, is a first-generation Jamaican fashion designer living in the U.S., you would remember Black from a previous Tell Me More interview that was conducted with the L.A. Brooklyn native, who happens to be a Project Runway alum. At PopCon's G.I.H.E. album launch, uh, what does G.I.H.E. is God? Oh, my gosh. What is the? I forgot what it stands for. Oh, my God. Sorry. But PopCon's album launch, uh, Loop Lifestyle, ran into Sammy, Sammy B and learned that Black is heading home to NYC soon. She's over the moon about more frequent trips to Jam Rock and the new collection is now available. Later on, Sammy B shared the news on her Instagram page with a reel sharing her excitement about the drop. After teasing with the news in early January, then staging her first photo shoot in Jamaica for the brand, it is evident 2023 is already shaping up to be a great year for Black and the Sammy B brand. So check her out, Samantha Black. I did not know that about her. I did, but so I told you before. I shop at Target, and yes, shop Target has had really nice clothes. That there is a dress. It's a bodycon dress. It's um, pink with uh, yellow, not yellow. It's like an orange and pink. And it's um, it's got like a slip on the knees and then a mesh thing over top. So good, Rosolo. 
would be fire. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be great on everybody else, but I think that it would go well with her um, coloring and her fashion sense. So go to Target, Rosolo. She shops there. She shops there. I I love. Um, okay, so can I can I confess something, Senate? You don't like Target. Go ahead, yeah. No, 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 no. I like Target, but it's the first time <laughs> hearing about Sammy B. Okay, good. Okay, I didn't know anything about um, them. I haven't watched that show in a long time. And the piece I bought for the Black History Month, because her stuff is in the Black History Month section, and it started coming out from early January. I bought one piece, but I did not pay attention to who designed it, because they have the tags of the people who designed the clothes Mm -hmm. for the special release. Last year, it was college students from HBCUs. This year, it was a number of other designers, and they had far more pieces this year than they did last year. They have a lot of clothing this year um but the only thing i wanted was that dress and then i was like i'm always a little bit like conscious of everybody looking at my body so Mm -hmm. i didn't go for it um i'm curvy y'all i'm really curvy and i I don't i don't need everybody staring at my ass um so i didn't buy it you got what other people are paying for sinet you better show it off um yeah well you know i have a little tummy too so i don't definitely want everybody clinging on to everything and plus, you know, you know how much I love my husband. I don't need his hands on me at all times of the day. But um, anyway, <laughs> you really ought to check the check the stuff out. She does have some really nice things. And in one of these, one of the tops, it I think it's unisex. Men or women can wear it, and it's really lovely. It's blue with a blue and green stripe. So I'm gonna support it because yeah. I love, I love Target and I go there all the time. And I've been seeing the line, but I did not know that this person was one of us. Yeah, right, I'm speaking. I'm good. Thank you thank you Sina. i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check her out and i am gonna support so folks we talk about building up our community and she's a yadi she is from jamaica well she's she's from jamaica of jamaican descent but she has jamaican blood running through her uh her website is sammy s-a-m-m-y-b as in bob designs.com check her out yeah, I hope they have it at Target here. I really hope they do. And I hope they have enough because one complaint I heard, uh, well, I saw on TikTok, people were complaining that black designers, they don't have enough of their products, especially clothing in Target. It's a yeah. limited supply. Some some stores don't carry them at all. So you have to go to different stores to figure out who has it and, and the quantity. And then the sizes oftentimes run out for different sections of sizes. So, you know, the middle ground where everyone is between medium and extra large, those mm-hmm. are like always gone quickly. But um, at the store, my the target that's closest to me is one of the smaller targets and they have a really good stock. Okay. So, yeah. All good luck. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Definitely going to. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. When we return, we have stories out of Latin America and international news. Here is Shensia. She's been quiet lately. I haven't seen her much.
Teflon. Just, just for you, Teflon. Just for you. Just for you, Teflon. Teflon says he loves, uh, you know, let me pull it back up. This is for Teflon. He says uh, Shensia is his baby mom. everyone listening on the quality music zone qmzradio.com remember for quality music while you work or play keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day also want to give a big thank you to everyone listening on johnnoradio.com don't forget to download that John No Radio app if you have not already done so. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. John No Radio, take us on the go. And you know, of course, I got to give a big shout out to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Keep it locked. We're going to be right back with more news. And him could come the closest. No, I can feel still I do the most. I want me to put in the work and trust the process. Oh, yes, that's how we grind right now. Coffee with the coffee with the prime time flow. Time for we accumulate the kinds. I know I'm say Jaggy me the jaggy me the signs like whoa. Coffee come in like a rupture. And everybody get captured. Play a sleep up like helicopter. When them see the lyrics constructor. Coffee come in like a rupture. And everybody get captured. Play a sleep up like helicopter When them see the lyrical doctor Tell them to give me no limits No, them say coffee but you are all midget Bro, but when me speak lyrics Me don't fidget with it Show did it, gold with it Like me gold dig it Bro, me find the medi Me not tell you from me was a child me ready The God who me say me same time me see My highly blessed so you can't spoil me Medi, you can't pile me Me see me too pro Found, kill him with the words and with the pro Now, when me come around lift up the whole Show up is a showdown Yo, every African grew up bubble hotter than stew We still not be long till the Vatican slew Me we hold still until the coffee turn blue Tell them go and chill until the coffee 
Teflon, quit playing around. Thank you to everyone listening from all around the world. Yes, we are global, in case you didn't know, in case you missed the list. Yeah, it's a long list of countries throughout Europe, Asia, South America. Yeah, we all over. <laughs> Thank you to each and everyone listening online. Appreciate you all for tuning in every day. And, you know, it would not be possible without my folks here on Clubhouse, right? Because after all, I can't read the news and discuss it with myself. So I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to tune in every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. It's Coffee and Toe. And we're going to do a couple more. It's six minutes before the bottom of the hour. A little more music and then we'll get back to business. Keep it locked. Liking this American boy, American boy. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Take me to New York, I'd love to see LA. I really want to come pick you with you. You'll be my American boy, American boy. hashtag WCW we celebrate women and we're doing so through music today we're playing reggae songs sung by women here's a little Jada Kingdom Muma Heavy for you again here she is singing Jungle Make it. 
even you no know who's next Manipulate me with them system and no care who vex Need more than just a prayer that you please send help Then squeeze in one more. Also coming up later on in Stories Out of North America. Uh, this one is so disturbing, but I thank Javette for sending it over. At least 50 children were found cleaning a Midwest slaughterhouse. Stay tuned for that one. Here is No Doubt featuring Lady Saw. This one will take us up to the bottom of the hour when we go back to business. Uh, no Doubt, underneath it all. The colors in me like no one else And behind your dark glasses You're something else You're really lovely Underneath it all You want to love me Underneath it all Thank you, no doubt, featuring the one and only Lady Saw underneath it all. It's time for us to get back to business, and we're starting off with our first and only story out of Latin America. And uh, as deadly protests continue, Peru's government faces crisis. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Dozens of civilians have been shot dead by armed forces. The gates of Premier 
Public University were stormed by a military tank and police precincts have been set on fire. Nearly seven weeks after Dina Boluarte ascended as Peru's presidency in the wake of her predecessor, Pedro Castillo's chaotic removal, the protests that have roiled the country's south have spread to the capital, Lima, where they have met fierce repression. The demonstrators, many of whom are Castillo supporters, have called for Boluarte's resignation as well as for new elections and a revised constitution. An estimated 50 civilians have been killed since the protests began. Now the burning question on the minds of millions of Peruvians is, how does their nation overcome this deadly political impasse? In a press conference on Tuesday, Boluarte called for the national truce in order to engage in dialogue and set an agenda for the country. But she has also used her speech to denounce the protesters for failing to organize a social agenda and for committing violence and destruction, including through the use of handmade guns. Hope they can clean that up and get it together. Now on to the international scene. Cope with your own debt. Mind your business, drink water, mind your business. China tells U.S. over Zambia debt relief. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I was laughing this morning when I saw this, but let me get back to it. The Chinese government says the United States should stop pressuring Beijing on debt relief for Zambia and focus on averting a government default at home, which could have repercussions for the global economy. The biggest contribution that the U.S. can make to the debt issues outside the country is to cope with its own debt problem and stop sabotaging other sovereign countries' active efforts to solve their debt issues. And that's according to a representative from the Chinese embassy in Zambia when making a statement on Tuesday. The U.S. government has a cap of $31.4 trillion dollars on how much it can borrow, and it reached that limit on Thursday. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen implemented extraordinary measures to ensure the U.S. government can continue paying its bills in the short term and then traveled to Africa. On a visit to Zambia, she said it was crucial for the country to address its heavy debt burden with China. The country failed to make a $42.5 million bond payment in November 2020. With that happening, it became Africa's first sovereign nation to default during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yellen said that it's taken far too long already to resolve this matter. Washington is trying to woo African nations as the influence on the continent of its rivals, Russia and China, continues to grow. During her visit to Africa, which also included Senegal and South Africa, Yellen pushed to expand U.S. trade and business ties. The United States is all in on Africa and all in with Africa, she said. Hmm. Uh, Mutually beneficial, (laughs) she's touting the fruits of um, mutually beneficial U.S. economic strategy towards Africa. In responding to Yellen, China zeroed in on the battle between Republican lawmakers and Democratic President Joe Biden's administration over raising the U.S. debt limit to allow more borrowing to keep the government running. 
even if the U.S. one day solves its debt problem, it is not qualified to make groundless accusations against or press other countries out of selfish interests, the Chinese embassy said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, China ain't playing with you, U.S. It's a man of business. Stay out of our relationship. Ooh, did we resolve our debt ceiling issue? Have we resolved it? <laughs> Sorry. Have we resolved our issues? That's all I'm going to ask. Let me know. You, you know you know what's interesting, moments. I was watching um, an interview with the, the, the president of um, Rwanda. And it, it's like a collage of like, different interviews. But every time... Um, He's been interviewed by an American or European media. Like they always try to highlight um, negatives that's happening in, in Rwanda and try to label him as a dictator. And he pushed back like really hard and he was saying, you guys need to stay out of our business because, you know, like all of the, the stuff that's going on in America and going on in Europe um, that the world can criticize you guys about. But you you know, take the time to, to criticize my leadership and trying to dub me as a dictator. And then he, he went on to say that um, when the, the genocide, the Rwanda genocide, like the worst thing that happened in Rwanda's history, like America wasn't there highlighting it. And he said he was able to partner with China and Russia. And he said that's how they got out. That's how Rwanda be became one of the dominant forces in Africa in terms of their economy to get out of the um, the whole genocide thing and, and to fix their country. And he, he said, like, America was not there during that process. So how dare you guys come and criticize us now? Because, you know, like, and he was saying that the people that reach out to them and help them, they are loyal to China and to, to Russia because of that. So, you know, like, it's, it's very interesting. You know, <laughs> Africa, Africa is pushing back big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Popcorn, as always. You know, we need our popcorn. I don't know how y'all like it. Extra butter, lightly buttered, lightly salted, regular salt, <laughs> uh, vegan, <laughs> however you like it. Let's just keep watching. This is a joke. I think that the, the thing, too, James, is that America, um, the United States of America, let me be specific, because America is a, embodies more than one country. So, the United States of America, I somehow feel they are realizing that they are losing popularity. And with losing popularity, with their popularity waning, what it's going to do is eventually remove them from being the other world leader, the other superpower. They are going to be replaced by China. And I think that is of huge concern. And that is why we see them doing the tango with Venezuela. All of a sudden, they're wanting to make um, allocations. They want to uh, fet them, so to speak. And we're going to continue to see this. But remember we said last year, well, I said it last year, that the playbook that they're using is no longer applicable to today's landscape. Things have changed. 
So they're going to have to rewrite the manual, the manuscript that they have. And when they're coming, they're going to have to let go of the subtle dictatorship that they, they um, institute. They're also going to have to um, not make it seem as though everything that they're doing is purely because of their agenda that they're trying to um, handle, fulfill. Go right ahead. I know someone else uh, opened up their mic. Yeah. And how, how many countries have, have the ability or, you know, the, the, the privilege of raising their debt ceiling? You know, like any other country try to do that would be dubbed like a third world country defaulting on your debt. But for you to just have that, that you know, that privilege, like you're like, oh, you know, this is where it's at, but we're going to increase it while still giving money to, to Ukraine, while still trying to modernize um, the, 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 the army and stuff like that. But any other country that tried, like I've never heard a country, like a so-called first world country, like that tried to raise their debt ceiling and just bold with it like that, you know, while other countries you know, like Zimbabwe and, and, and you know, like Haiti and, and, and countries like that who are way over, over debt and, and just plunge deeper into crisis, you know? So privilege, mm. America's privilege. <laughs> well, um, U.S. has been blamed for the deterioration of relations between the world's two largest economies, saying Beijing has firmly rejected Washington's erroneous China policy of applying pressure on trade and technology and criticizing China over human rights and its claims to a broad swath of the Western Pacific. Interesting, interesting, interesting. We'll continue to see how that unfolds. <laughs> hundreds protest incessant power cuts in South Africa. Hundreds of people have taken to the streets of Johannesburg to protest a prolonged energy crisis that has caused record power cuts in South Africa. The demonstrators gathered on Wednesday in the center of the financial capital of Africa's most industrialized nation to march on the headquarters of the ruling African National Congress, ANC Party. Most were dressed in blue, the color of the main opposition party, the Democratic Alliance, which organized the rally. Some held signs saying enough is enough, power to the people, and load shedding is killing jobs. Scheduled blackouts known as load shedding have burdened South Africa for years as the state-owned energy firm ESCOM has failed to keep pace with the demand and maintain its aging coal infrastructure. Rwanda shoots at DR Congo Army Jet, says it violated its airspace. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Rwandan forces have fired at a fighter jet from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, DRC, that it said violated its airspace, prompting the Congolese government to accuse it of an act of war. The Sukhoi 25 fighter jet from the DRC violated for the third time Rwandan airspace. Not good. Not cool. Uh, defensive measures were taken, said the, what's her name? Yolande Makolo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the spokesperson for the Rwandan government. Uh, defensive measures were taken and Rwanda has asked the DRC to stop this aggression. Back in December, Rwanda said another fighter jet from the DRC had briefly violated its airspace. An unarmed Congolese warplane also briefly landed at a Rwandan airport in November, 
while on a reconnaissance mission near the border in what the DRC said was an accident. We don't need any um, stepping on the toes here and causing problems. DRC, protect your military, please, and be careful. Germany is set to send battle tanks to Ukraine, which is, of course, further angering Russia. Oh, boy. Germany has... What Do we see an end inside? Who wants to... Can we cast some bets here? When do we think it's going to end? Another year? Another two years? Five years? Germany has confirmed that it will send Leopo Leopard or Leopard, sorry. Oh my gosh, what am I drinking? Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine and approve their re-export from other countries in a move that was hailed by Kiev's Western allies and decried by Russia as a dangerous escalation. 14 of the German-made tanks will be sent initially as a part of Berlin's historic move, which was announced on Wednesday. This decision... Uh, follows our well-known line of supporting Ukraine to the best of our ability. We're acting in a closely coordinated manner internationally, and that is according to Chancellor Olaf Scholz when speaking. The government said its goal was for Germany and its allies to provide Ukraine with a total of two battalions, or 88 tanks overall. So in army language... Does it mean that a battalion consists of 88 tanks then? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it because it says two battalions or 88 tanks overall. Who, who speaks army here? Someone put it in the chat. Let me know if I'm on the right path to understanding army language. All right, and that story wraps up our stories out of uh, from the international scene in Latin America. Now for stories out of North America. First up, this one is courtesy of BBC News. A self-styled spiritual leader, John De Ruta, charged with sex crimes. A messianic leader of a multi-million dollar spiritual organization in Western Canada has been charged with four counts of sexual assault. Uh, he's 63 years old and has led the College of Integrated Philosophy in Edmonton for decades, skirting controversy and accusations that he's running a cult. A representative for him told the BBC in a statement that he will fight the charges in court. He will return to work at the college this week, the group's website said. Police in Edmonton, Alberta, said they arrested him who they describe as a self-appointed spiritual leader and charged him with sexually assaulting four women in different incidents between 2012 and 2020. According to reports uh, the police from the police, Mr. Ruta told certain female members of the group that he was directed by a spirit to engage in sexual activity with them and that engaging in sexual activity with him will provide them an opportunity to achieve a state of higher being or spiritual enlightenment how many times have we heard this with these quote-unquote spiritual leaders i mean i you know what you know what let, let, let me um let, let, let me stop <laughs> let me stop i mean no, this is a conversation for days after dark. I was going to say something, but it's for days after dark. Let, you know, let me check the chat real quick here. 
Jilly said, and I take, uh, we're going back to a previous story. Um, and, and it's the story I'm, I think you're referring to, Jilly, with regards to China telling the U.S. to mind its business. They're noticed that other countries, they're noticing that other countries are winning them or weaning themselves off of them. Yep. No more breastfeeding. The kids are grown now. Ghana tried it last year and they devalued their currency. Wow. So it, it is, um, what you call it? Discretionary uh, dictatorship of sorts. Yeah, I'll call it that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you, Mr. John, John DeRuta, no more stop it. And all these other people, folks who hide behind spirituality and I'm, I did not say religion, so make sure y'all catch that, but who hide behind spirituality and take advantage of women and children and other men on a need to stop it. Please stop it. And now it's time for stories out of the grand US of A. Tornado causes damage east of Houston. No injuries reported. I hope this wasn't close to you, um, Javette. Uh, no, Pasadena is a little farther away, but it was very interesting because that one tornado started from one side of town and ended up where it ended up. And it kept dropping down to the ground and it kept going back up and dropping down. So like my backyard was flooded for a minute. That's how bad the weather was yesterday. But it's it's so funny because once it passed, the sun was out bright like nothing ever happened. <laughs> I mean, Mother Nature is amazing. And um, I just appreciate the weather uh, newscasters, I guess, if you want to call them, the mm -hmm. weathermen and women, mm -hmm. because they literally was tracking this tornado. And it was like, children in Katy, the tornadoes on this road right now, get the children into a safe space. If you're in a restaurant here, get to a safe space. It was very interesting to watch yesterday. That's good. Did the people in Texas have guns pointed at the tornado? That's why it touched down oh, and then got back Lord. up. It didn't want to settle, was scared to be shot up. <laughs> there was a story of a man that stepped into, so we have these um, kind of like mini malls, I guess you want to call it, where a whole bunch of stores are. And this man stepped into his doctor's office and left his son in his truck. Ooh. And the tornado dropped down right where they were. And the son in the truck survived. He had to scoot down in the bottom of a, it was um like a GMC, one of those big trucks. But all the airbags in the truck deployed. Wow. And the man that was right in the storefront, which was a doctor's office, the glass shattered in and like it literally dropped down on this strip. Wow. And thankfully, you know, the son escaped with no problem, but he had to ride out the tornado inside the truck. The good thing is the tornado didn't pick the truck up because mm -mm. when you see some of the pictures, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I tell for you now. Sorry, for Javette, now, no, I'm sorry. 
for now, I didn't see like any loss of life. So that was a great thing that right. they were standing. But a lot of people's homes and stuff was damaged. We can always rebuild. Right. But I tell you something, Javette, we're grateful because, you know, sometimes we say, oh, my gosh. But maybe just maybe had that child been inside the doctor's office could have been in the area, the waiting area where the glass would have shattered and probably caused them harm. We never know. So exactly. It, yeah, we never know. We're, yeah, so I'm truly grateful that, you know, no lives have been affected. And, you know, material things can be replaced. Harsh, yes, har you know, it's going to be, you know... A, a little devastating and a little frustrating and people are going to go through anxiety and all of that, but I'd rather have my life and lose everything else. We can start all over again. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I know the red cross said it was opening up a shelter in Pasadena. Um, yes. Good, 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 good. And of course, as with a hurricane or any storm and a natural disaster, when they're down the power lines, Folks are strongly advised to stay clear of them. Please. I, I wanted to say one thing, too, yes, about yes. the Red Cross. So we all, we've had conversations about donating to certain charities and only X amount of percent will go to the actual people. One thing you always have to say about the Red Cross, they're always there, like always. So I think that is at least one organization that if you have money to contribute, you should. And I yield. All right. Thank you so much, Javette. Thank you for the feedback on the condition over there in Texas. We appreciate that. This next story was sent over to me by Javette. And I I don't know why I didn't get prepared while you were talking. My bad, folks. My bad. I need to do a better job of that, of um, multitasking, although they say multitasking sometimes is not truly effective, depending on what you're doing, that is. Um, but uh, do, 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 do. This story right here, and let me turn this down so we're not hearing the commercial. At least 50 children were found cleaning Midwest slaughterhouses. And this is truly disturbing for me. Midnight in Grand Island, Nebraska, dozens of workers file into one of several slaughterhouses across the Midwest. And tonight, officials from the Department of Homeland Security tell NBC News federal investigators are looking into whether 50 children who were illegally employed by Packers Sanitation Services, or PSSI, some as young as 13, were victims of human trafficking. In August, the Department of Labor opened an investigation into PSSI, scouring company records from 50 locations. So far, they say, at least 50 children were found to be working graveyard shifts for PSSI and at least five locations, including the Grand Island plant and a second JBS Foods plant in Worthington, Minnesota. Audrey Lutz has been helping migrant children who say they worked at the Grand Island plant. It was the hardest phone call of my career to receive that there were children uh, and young children, you know, 13 and 14, working out at the meatpacking plant and on the cleaning crew. In court filings, the company did not deny hiring children, but attributed it to rogue individuals who presented fake identification. You met them. Did they look like adults to you? 
I would have a hard time ever calling the people I've met with adults. Uh, they certainly look, especially the, the youngest middle schoolers, um, no way to pass as an adult. PSSI's 17,000 employees clean the largest meat processing plants in America for household brands at 700 sites across the country. Former employees we spoke to said it's a dangerous working environment. But be prepared to undergo extreme temperature changes from hot to cold, withstand wetness and humidity, and work around chemicals. Lute says she thinks the children may have been part of a trafficking scheme that led them to work at a slaughterhouse in her town of just over 50,000 people. There's too many coincidences with these children to think that this wasn't some kind of plot uh, entertained by a trafficker, uh, a coyote, a smuggler, um, or potentially even somebody who worked for PSSI. A spokeswoman for PSSI says investigators from Homeland Security Investigations have not contacted the company and said in a statement, we have always taken rigorous steps to comply with the law, including use of the government's e-verify system for new hires, extensive training for all hires managers, multiple audits, and use of biometrics. So far, no penalties or fines have been imposed, but Lutz is calling for accountability. They are responsible for hiring uh, minors and noticeable minors in facilities across the country, and they need to pay that price, either financially or criminally. All right, Julia Ainsley joins us now from our Washington, D.C. Bureau. Julia, you have reporting. I know that DHS is also looking into whether the children were possibly victims of human trafficking. That's right. And DHS investigators have said that they've so far found no indications that the company, PSSI, actually would have been part of a trafficking scheme so far. But they are looking at who may have profited off of this, who might have supplied them with fraudulent documents or have given them housing as part of what could be a human trafficking scheme. So some of the kids you mentioned were as young as 13. How did authorities figure out that, th that there were children possibly working at these plants? Well, it actually goes back to 2016. There was a police report from that time where teachers were reporting a young girl who was in class with burns, and they're also uh, because of the chemicals that they were using to clean. And she it was found it was found to be overnight from her PSSI job. This is back in 2016. At the time, local police investigated her parents, but PSSI was never uh, a defendant in that case. Hmm. Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow today's top story. Okay. Javette, thank you very much for sending that article over. When I was looking at it last night, when I was listening to it, my mind kept going to the children. And I know I recently asked about these children because we haven't heard anything else about them. What happened to those children that were separated from their families at the border under the Trump administration and they were sent all over the country? I know some were sent to Florida, South Florida. I don't know why my mind is going to those children. Could it be a possibility that these are some of these children? And how can you be running a business knowing labor laws? And have these minors you're gonna t and the people who are supervising these minors if someone brings a group to you and says hey these people are gonna start working and you look at them and it's quite obvious that mm, 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 something isn't right you don't try to report it to somebody you take them under your wing not realizing that you are culpable 
I, I honestly feel that there is a percentage of companies that does this in the United States. And the only time they're caught is unfortunately when something happened. Like in the story, it says this young girl was coming to school with burns. But I think it happens more than it's reported. And that is what upsets me when I constantly see on the news that people don't want immigrants to come into this country. Most of the immigrants or a lot of the immigrant population is working in jobs that most people won't take. And they're risking their lives to come to this country for whatever reason, they're still doing it. And for us to always give them a bad um, storyline or claim that we don't have room or whatever it is they say, I, for me, it's disturbing. I don't know if because I am a child of an immigrant, but that's just how I feel. Everyone should have a chance to live wherever they want to live, right? And to constantly say there's no room and we're taking jobs and whatever, whatever, I just I just think it's fracanackle. That's my best word, fracanackle. It is. And it's sad. It's just really sad. It really is. So I, I would love the Department of Homeland Security to give us a report. I would love the Department of Children and Family Services to give us a report. Who are these children? Who do they live with? And if they're living with family members, why are family members allowing these minors to go to work? But the family members are probably working there too, moments. That's, that's, that's the other sad side to the story. The family members are probably working there too. Yeah, I was going to agree with you, but I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, yes, we can hear you. Go right ahead, please, Chili. Thank you. No, I was going to say that um, what you have to understand with a lot of these people is they still view us in the same light. We're just uh, viewed as cheap or exploitable labor. That's all we're meant to do. So even in situations in Africa and China and here, U.S. and back in Jamaica and everything else like that, they don't seem like they need to build any resources for us where we have infrastructure, where we have actual good schools, education, anything else like that, all we're do, all we're meant to do is work. And I've been a jack of all trades, so I've worked in the construction industry, even out here in Colorado, and I've talked to some of these young, like Hispanic males and everything else like that. And I'm like, bro, like you look young. He said, yeah, I'm like 18. I'm like, I just turned 18. I'm like, you just turned 18, and he's got like a big like 2500 like Ram turbo diesel truck and everything else like that. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? And he's telling me he's been doing it since he's 14 and his dad works with the company and he always used to get in trouble in school. So I believe, like Javet said, a lot of these things happen multiple times and their parents are working for the company. And they, they not even know I said, 
like, oh, Harry or Jim or Bob, like their son is working here or they're doing the overnight shift, but they don't really value us or really respect us as people. Then I'm going to yield. Um, I digress. Thank you, Chili. Thank you. So I'm looking at the comments under the YouTube video for the clip that was just played. One comment. There have been so many issues with slaughterhouses and they keep getting away with it. For example, the Smithfield plant by Creech, Nebraska, where people get injured often. They don't send the employees to an actual doctor. And if the employees go to an actual doctor, they deny knowing the person was injured. Another person wrote a comment. One of my best friends growing up in the elementary school was a Mexican kid who came and went like the wind. One day he was in my class at the beginning of the year and we became friends. He said his family worked in the fields and moved a lot and he looked sad. We used to always sit together at the lunch table and then one day he was just gone and never came back. Another comment, if, com if companies would not hire children, then nobody would bring them. This is disgusting and heartbreaking. Another one, when I was growing up in the 90s, 90s in East Texas, two of my friends in middle school worked graveyard shifts at the chicken plant. Their parents were undocumented and all they had to work in and they all had to work in order to survive. I didn't realize that this was strange until I asked my parents if I could also get a job. And then somebody made a comment. You don't just accidentally hire 50 plus children to specifically work the graveyard shift when they're less noticeable. This meat packing plant, the, 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 the one thing that's missing, or I should say this slaughterhouse, the one thing that's missing from the story, well, for me at least, is which companies do they supply with meat? Which brands? And these companies that are supplied, are they aware of what's going on? Do they know? But I would like to know so that I can personally boycott. I'm, I'm being very serious because no child, whether born here legally or was brought here as an immigrant, should be going through this. None. And they need to stop letting these companies get away with murder. And the person who is responsible or the persons who are responsible for hiring them need to be locked up. They need to face criminal charges. Need to find out who these people are if these children are trafficked. And then we also need to look at our immigration policies. We have said it here, and I know, Donald, you have said this most recently. For those people who are here, who are working, they're not giving any trouble. They're just trying to get make a better life. And when you watch documentaries, whether on a cable network or on YouTube, and you see what some of these people have to go through to get here, and they're here just looking for a better life, 
why not give them uh, at least their green card so that they can pay taxes and have a better quality of life and people will stop taking advantage of them. These people eat, need to eat, and we need to eat, and they feed us. You better believe it, they feed us. They feed us, they clean for us. They build our houses. Exactly. But we don't want them here. They don't deserve to have rights. David, uh, we speaking as though this thing is like a one-off thing. Listen, the entire agriculture industry, the ent and don't talk about the poultry industry, is riddled with this kind of stuff. I remember even during the pandemic, there was one of the biggest chicken company in America when they caught 700 and something people and how much was immigrants that was there illegally working. Nobody does nothing to the companies. So don't think this is some one-off thing. It's only because a reporter um, break it and it's kids and stuff. These are things that is happening. All the major players know it is happening. And those of us that think we're immune from it, all the products we are consuming in the poultry, a large percentage of it is from this dem the demise of these people. So don't think it's like just one company or a one-off. No, it is a commonplace thing. And then this case would silently go by. They may or may not even find the, um, the company liable for anything. And we would forget about it until the next report broke break again sometime in the future it is not a one-off thing it is an everyday occurrence in the industry and you know i agree donald it is not one-off and um definitely not and we know it permeates the entire uh meat industry food industry as a matter of fact anything in the production industry if you ask me but you know why I feel these companies, large companies, are allowed to get away with it? Because they're pumping money into the pockets of those who are supposed to be investigating them. Hush money. Hush money. That's what it is. Keep quiet. Because if I really go ahead and hire legally, I will not be, you know, be able to keep the cost down so that the wholesaler will be able to have a nice profit. Mm -mm. Yeah, uh, moments. I don't know if you remember, uh, about four, four or five years ago, like there's this big fire in, in a factory in Bangladesh, and I think hundreds of kids died in that fire. Um, and at, in the moment, like people in North America got outraged because about 60% of the clothing that we wear, like all these brand companies were linked to that um, factory. And people, you know, were talking about boycotting all these things. But the reality is that, you know, more than half of them, as I said, like are involved in child labor or some type of exploitation, human exploitation, just for profit. And as Donald said, like it just become the story of the day. 
And then, you know, we go to the store and we're like, oh, you know, I have to pick up my favorite brand. I have to pick up my food and no consideration of where it's coming from. But it's just a reality that we live in, you know, like, so if it's not happening in America or Canada, it's happening in third world countries where, you know, kids are, are being exploited just so we can look good and wear nice clothes and nice shoes and nice watch and stuff like that. So it's a sad reality, you know, it is. It is. Javette, thank you once again for sending the article over. Our next story, Tyree Nichols had uh, extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating. This is according to preliminary autopsy, which was commissioned by the family. Story courtesy of CNN, and I'm going to play the sound bite. In Memphis, Tennessee, over the death of Tyree Nichols, tensions running high at a city council meeting demanding the immediate release of the police body camera footage from Nichols' arrest and for the officers to be charged with murder. Nichols was beaten by officers for three minutes on January 7th after they stopped him for reckless driving. Our Shimon Prokopes live in Memphis this morning with more. Shimon, good morning. Preliminary results of an autopsy were released. What are we learning now? Right, that autopsy, Don, was done by the request of the family. The family did their own independent autopsy. And what they found, according to their attorney, Ben Crump, was that uh, Tyree Nichols died from severe bleeding as a result of a beating. Now, Don, I want to take you out here to the scene. This is where it all started. This is the intersection that police say that Tyree Nichols was first stopped by police, and then he ran. There was a pursuit along this road here, all the way just about under a mile near where his mother lives, and that is where ultimately he would die, where investigators say police wind up catching up to him. And then something happened, and according to the family, which has viewed body camera footage, they say that he was beaten in that location, ultimately was taken to the hospital where he died. Now, Don, most of what we know about what happened here is not coming from the police. They have refused to release any information. Basic questions to the police about were these officers in uniform? What time exactly was Tyree Nichols taken to the hospital? All those questions have remained unanswered by the police. As we know, five officers were fired. Two EMTs here were placed on leave as a result of this incident. And now we wait. We wait for the district attorney to make his decision on whether or not he's going to pursue charges. And, of course, ultimately, that video, the body camera footage and other footage that police have done. Uh, can we talk, Shimon, about that emotional, right, fiery uh, community meeting that happened last night? What are residents saying about the body cam not being released? They, they want it done out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. They want it out. They want more information because the police have been refusing to give any information. So they want the body camera footage released. They want other information released. Take a listen at some of the community members who spoke at a city council meeting. As you know, there was a murder that took place here on January the 7th, I believe, Mr. Tyree Nichols, he was he was murdered at the hands of the Memphis police. I am very upset with everybody on this city council because you are our representatives, you are our checks and balances, and not one of you have come out publicly and demanded that that tape that we paid $3 million, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Wade, when we paid for the body cams, we, the taxpayers, paid for it. This is about transparency 
And damn it, we gonna have it or we need a refund on our tax dollars that we paid. The public wants to see what happened. We want to know, are we really employing people that think it's okay to beat the shit out of folks? What we heard before, we pay for these cameras. We want to see what is going on. Do I want to see the video? I don't know. I'm a mama too. So many of us are. We're brothers and sisters and children, sons and daughters. But what we do want to see is justice for Tyree and everyone else like him walking these streets. And so, Don, now, this is all in the hands of the district attorney here. We're waiting to hear more from him. He says this video will come out once his investigation is complete, once they're, they're done interviewing witnesses. He says the reason why they don't want to release it is because they don't want to in any way sway witness testimony. If, if they see this video, they may change their testimony. And that is the reason why this video has not been released. But I can tell you community members certainly are not buying that. They want the information. They want the transparency that they certainly feel they're not getting. And so now, Don, we wait for the DA and ultimately what he decides in terms of charges for these officers. And Shimon will be following this for us. Shimon, thank you very much. Ah, oh boy, and that was a clip, um, Don Lemon. <sighs> uh, oh, he's on daytime now, yeah. But that lady's right. Oh, CNN gangster now. They're allowing all the curse words to go through. CN uh, rightly so. The taxpayers fund the body count, so they have a right. Why the concern about swaying public opinion, the court of public opinion? What, what's the problem? You're trying to make sure you can cover them as much as possible back the brothers of the blue? I honestly don't. So there's two things, moments. Yeah. If you're going to have a trial, right? You don't want the jurors to be swayed by something they saw prior to the charges being set. Okay. Supposedly, right? That, that, that is one thing. And then the other thing is you don't want a mass riot, which either way, keeping the information may just cause one. But I think it's more so if you're going to do a trial. Okay. I yield. Okay. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. see what you're saying okay i'm trying well, to course. be as tactful as possible but you know what go right ahead <laughs> go right ahead this with all the officers appearance to be black so that's again naturalist you sound far away from your phone no they're working up nice oh, okay. saying, is this the case where the, the officers are black yes all five of them correct Okay, they all, they all, they all be fine guilty. No, no need to go any further. <laughs> that is, that is, that is just, that is just issue. Yeah. And then they're going, they're going to say, oh, look at that. We, we, made some officers actually pay for the heinous crime they committed. Yeah, I love that idea. <sighs> May we get the truth. And will the and we pray that the truth will lead to justice. When when you think about it, whether it's truth or no truth, 
should someone actually be beaten by that when mm. beaten like that when Not they're arrested? Not at all. Yeah, that that that's for me. That's like the biggest thing. You know, I someone asked the question, Javette, if this were, if Tyree were white, would the five black officers have beaten him like that? And when they asked that question, remember, was it last week or two weeks ago, I asked, do they have training that when you encounter one group, they're handled one way, but when you encounter another group, they're handled another way? Didn't I ask that question? I remember. Yes, you did. But at the end of the day, does anybody deserve to be beaten like that? Nobody. No, nobody deserves to be beaten like that. And um, there's even a crazy case. I think it's like you can find it on YouTube too. It's like I think Dr. Richard Lewis or something like that. But um, it's a white lady that shot her husband inside the hospital, killed him, and then they called the police. And then two, three officers came there and then basically like restrained themselves for like an hour. And there's footage of them. They're like, he's like, a guy's like, oh, I got the shot. I got the angle. He's like, no, don't do it. And he's like, oh, just talk to me. Like, we have all the time in the world. But when it's a, a black body or a black woman or, or, or a man and then like they just they just feel aggressive or they just instigate everything towards us. Even if it's a mental issue or anything else like that, they don't really care or they're not responsive. But when it's somebody white and it looks like their brother or their mother or their sister, they have all the time in the world, all the patience, all the restraint. So no, nobody deserves that. Nobody. He deserves justice. And I have said this before, and I'm beginning to sound like a broken record. The entire police force, every police force throughout the entire country, let me let me get my words together. There needs to be retraining. They need to be swift to hold them accountable whenever there is an issue. It always seems, in my opinion, that they drag things out as much as possible. And I understand they say they put people through psychiatric tests, psychiatric evaluation to make sure they're a good fit. I, I, I really don't believe that. Okay, so you do the psychiatric evaluation to ensure that you're hiring the right characters. How often are you doing a psychiatric evaluation on them? This should be something um, that is quite frequent because being a police officer is not an easy feat. It is not. And I'm not for one minute going to think that it's a bed of roses for them. No. Do I believe they, have, they, they operate possibly? And a high level of anxiety, yes, because sometimes they're called out. They don't know what the heck they're going to face, yes. But when you decide that you want to serve and protect, do you know what the word serve means? And do you know what the word protect means? Think about that. And to anyone listening who wants to join the force, think about that. Understand the huge responsibility. There was a time when police officers were respected uh, 
members of society. No, they're the they're not. Point blank, not. And you, the, the sad part is you have some good ones who get up every day with good intention and want to be a good influence. But they're always overshadowed by those who refuse to do right by the very people who pay them, the citizens. All right, um, we're going to take a quick break when we return. It is business and tech news. Here is Naomi Cannon. Cow- Cowan. I said Cannon. No, Naomi Cowan. Gotta say thank you to everyone listening online on janoradio.com and qmzradio.com. And of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Voice of Dawn Penn, I want a love I can see. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. 
mine. Even if it no rhyme, I go sing redemption songs for the people when I think of where I'm coming from. Looking back at where the journey begun, I really am feel that I'm strong, I'm strong. All praise is the most I want. Look at where I'm coming from. Looking back at where the journey begun, I really am feel that I'm strong, I'm strong. Of a queen in a this your concrete jungle. Firm in a regime, so you're not gonna see me stumble. Mama said, No, come out down and mix with us. You won't go see the no me just surprise and summarize as some humble. Out of Christiana, yes, my left go look for mine. Never sell my school, me circle down and take my time. Do it for the love, so naturally the lights are shine. No, me realize is my design. When I look at where I'm coming from. Looking back at where the journey began, I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong. All praise is to the most I want, can I tell you where I'm coming from? Looking back at where the journey began, I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong. To everyone listening on JanoRadio.com, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have already downloaded the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. You know, I have to agree with DJ Naturalist. He said this, and he has said it many times, that some songs do really sound better when you put a reggae beat under it. Yep, this is the voice of Pam Hall doing over on Break My Heart by Tony Braxton. Break my heart, say you love me again. So many You know, as I I'm, as I'm talking about DJ Naturalist, I have to say DJ Naturalist, big up your damn self. So proud of you. DJ Naturalist will be a part of the Love and Harmony Cruise. Yes, which happens from Tuesday, April 4 to Sunday, April 9. Congratulations again, Naturalist. I have to give you a big round of applause. <laughs> he makes his debut. So you see, naturalist, when you take off and gone, leave the whole away, don't worry, you can still count on our love. 
You're listening to the voice of Tess San Chen, Count on My Love. After this one, we're going to get back to business. Thank you, Tessan. And now it is time for business and tech news. First up, America's largest private employer just hiked wages. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN. But before I get into the story, you know, I have to say this. Um, It's a good feeling when people you know, even though you don't know them face to face, but people you have come to know uh, in these clubhouse streets, (laughs) are doing well and they're making advances and they're spreading their wings and the things that they're passionate about those very things are taking them places it serves as inspiration well to me at least and a reminder that whatever you do do it with love do it because you enjoy it whatever it is You know, I remember some months ago, DJ Teflon making his grand announcement, being the official DJ of a brand. Yeah. And now we have DJ Naturalist being a part of this brand. Yeah. We we like it. So, McKenzie. Well done, bro. Congrats. Congrats. (laughs) McKenzie, not too nice up, DJ. (laughs) You know, but I applaud everyone. Let's get some tickets. We need some tickets. (laughs) Yes, you know. Can't take me out of the, the tech of well, you go. Take me out of the Caribbean, but you can't take the Caribbean out, <laughs> But yeah, you know, and let it serve as encouragement to everyone. Keep doing what you're doing as long as 
you're passionate about it and you enjoy doing it. Don't watch the timeline. Never you watch the timeline. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. All right. America's largest employer, private employer, just hiked wages. Walmart, America's largest private employer, said Tuesday that it will raise its minimum wage from $12 to $14 an hour as it tries to retain store and warehouse workers in a tight labor market for lower wage industries. Walmart has 1.7 million workers in the United States, 94% of whom are hourly employees, and that's according to its latest annual securities filing. The company hired hundreds of thousands of workers during the COVID-19 pandemic to meet stronger demand for groceries and other goods. In many areas of the country, particularly southern states that have not adopted higher wage laws, Walmart's starting wage often serves as the local minimum wage. The company's move is likely to have a ripple effect across the service industry. Walmart for decades has been a target of criticism from labor groups for low pay, but it has been raising their wages in recent years. Its latest move will close the gap with Amazon, Target, Costco and other rivals. Amazon and Target have a $15 minimum wage, while Costco starts at $17 an hour. All right. Um, can they do better? Yes, and here's why I'm saying you, they can do a little better. Can we hire more people, please? That, that's what I would like. Hire more people because you go into Walmart, they have so many cashier stations, and yet, nobody at the stations. What's the point? What is the point? All right. So you can do better there. Uh, current minimum wage. I think it varies. What's the federal minimum wage? You know, that's a good question, uh, Javette. Let me look that up. So Javette is asking the question, what is the current minimum wage? Let me, don't mind my typing, folks. What is the current? I'm sorry. I'm usually on the computer, That's but right. I actually took the day off, so I don't have the computer on. Good. I'm glad you don't have it on. Good. It means you will not be tempted to even look at a work email. Okay. So $7.25 per hour, according to Google. Uh, and that information is courtesy of www.dol.gov. Oh, and Donald did put it in the chat as well. Yes, $7.25 per hour is the federal minimum wage. Yeah. Damn, I thought that went up a year ago. It's mm. still $7.25. Mm. Mm -hmm. I thought I worked for $7.25. I must have worked for something <laughs> cheaper than that. Right? That seems so low. Many years ago, it was $5.25. Okay, so yeah. Okay. So that's federal, but check your state. Yeah, I understand that the state has a different number, yeah. but still the federal number is one that we should build upon. Yes. And that is shameful, honestly. Say it again, Senator. It is shameful. In Florida, it's $11 per hour, and that went into effect September 30. And trust me, that doesn't, especially if you're in South Florida, that ain't cutting it, not cutting it. When you think about what rent is like for a one bedroom or a studio, 
if someone is living on their own and they're only able to get $11 per hour, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's a carton of eggs, $7.25. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. In our next story, again, I have to thank Javette for sending this one over. Uh, Self-checkout mistakes wind up in court. Now, it's nothing new, but the trend is continuing. Folks, you got to be careful. Let me play the clip. I, I, I said play. Sometimes, okay. As more businesses go to self-checkouts, one business seems to be cracking down on thieves. But as Kagan on Nine on Your Side's Danelle Confair investigates, some of the people getting arrested say they didn't even realize they were committing a crime until it was too late. Imagine checking out at a store only to discover you accidentally missed an item. It's an easy mistake to make, but for several people I spoke with, their mistake cost them a ticket and hit on their record. Out of the shadows, two, two women just jumped out at me and uh, grabbed the cart and ushered me all the way back across the store and into a tiny little um, interrogation room, if you will and told me I was being arrested for shoplifting and I was just in complete and total shock because I had absolutely no knowledge, let alone the intention of not paying for my items. This woman who does not want to be identified says she was given a petty theft citation at the Walmart off La Choya in the Foothills Mall after she accidentally forgot to scan a few items during checkout. They proceeded to hold me there for about an hour and a half. They called the sheriff. Uh, they said because it was over $30, they would have to arrest me. I've never been arrested in my life, and I'm in my 60s. And uh, they were just, you know, very rude and inconsiderate, and, and I kept asking them to explain things because I didn't understand what was going on. Um, you know, the sheriff came, he read me my rights, etc. I had to sign some things. Um, then he offered to stay and chat with me afterward because he could tell I was so upset. She's not alone. Kagan 9 spoke with three other people who were too afraid to go on camera with similar stories. The trend noticed by Sandra Barger, who's a counselor and provides court-ordered treatment. She noticed several people going through the court diversion program who weren't her typical petty theft clients. Well, what I've noticed is I'm getting a lot of clients that have to do their adult responsibility course for petty theft. Uh, and it's coming out of one particular place, and which is the Walmart on La Choya. She says in March 2022, she had 14 clients who were cited for petty theft from the Walmart on La Choya. Some of the items they were caught with ranging from kitty litter to a bottle of bleach. And it's the same story. You know, I'm standing there scanning, have my children with me. Uh, I have one client that uh, had his kids with them, and it was just a simple one item that he missed which can happen, you know, anyone can do that. Uh, I have another client that is a business owner that purchased over $2,000 in items and one item is what he missed and he got cited for that. According to Pima County Sheriff deputies, there were 62 site and releases at the Walmart on La Choya from January 2021 to April 11th of this year. Meanwhile, the Walmart in Oro Valley off Oracle had only three shoplifting arrests, which were felony arrests related to retail theft.
Across town in Marana, the Walmart off Cortero and I-10, a different story with around 84 site and release arrests for 2021 and 2022. I think there should be an opportunity before they leave the store to rectify the situation. Now, there are circumstances where, yes, people are doing these things. But I do think there needs to be a little more regulation on the situation. Kega 9 reached out to Walmart for their policy on thefts. They provided the following statement. Like all retailers, we take basic measures to control inventory and keep prices low. For obvious security reasons, we don't discuss specific store policies. When necessary, we reach out to law enforcement as part of our commitment to meet our customers and associates' expectations of a safe and enjoyable shopping experience. The next time you plan on using the self-checkout, make sure each item appears on your screen and don't be afraid to ask for help from a cashier if you're having trouble with an item. Danelle Confair, Kagan 9 on your side. Drivers in Florida are ditching. Yep. Javette, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me say, I have done that by accident several times. Yep. Okay. Guilty. And, but I've walked my butt black in the, back in the store and paid for the item. Even just this week, I went and bought some stuff and I had something in my hand while I was moving the stuff from the cart to the, I forget where you put carousel. the food on, carousel. to the carousel. And she's just ringing it up and she's ringing it up and I'm looking for my wallet and I still have the item in my hand, right? And just about to walk out the door and I'm like, oh, I still have this in my hand. And both of us just kind of looked at each other and laughed and then she rang it up. It, it's an easy mistake. I think they know who's really trying to steal and who's not. And I just think it's ridiculous. But in any case, it is what it is. And that's the law. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, thank you, thank you, Javette. Go ahead, uh, James, go right ahead. Yeah, re remember I spoke about this, I think, last week or the week before, about millions of dollars, like, because it happened before, like, it's not the first time they tried to do the self-checkout thing. I know, like, in Canada, they did it, like, about eight years ago, and a lot of the places had to take back out because it wasn't working. But now, during COVID and stuff, like, everywhere has it now. Um, and... I think they, they, they have to do something about, I don't know if that's happening here, but they have to do something about those type of law because it's not fair for like people that's missing stuff to, to now have like a petty theft like ticket because when you look at the cashier checkout and you look at the, 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 the space that the cashier have to work with, when you go to Walmart and you have that little thing, you, you're coming up with a cart full of stuff. You realize that the, the, that platform on where you scan and put down the stuff can't even hold like 10 items properly, where do they expect you to put it? You know, because, you know, when you go there, you can't leave it in the cart. The platform is very small, can't hold more than 10 items. So this mistake is going to happen over and over and over again every day. So like either they go back to, you know, getting cashiers or they make like the, the self-checkout area bigger where people can have like a, a, a bigger space to put down their, their, their stuff. But yeah, this is gonna continue happening, and and you can't you can't be giving people petty theft like ticket for for something that a mistake that that you know that they need to deal with it, fix it. You know, don't give people tickets. I have a fix for them, James. Hire people, and I, I agree with Sana. The, the time the person going to take for run down somebody, she could have been checking people out. Me personally, I'm mean, not run you down. 
I'm not running you down. You leave. Have a good day. This one's on the house. After all, you had to do the work. You had to scan the stuff, bag the stuff, put them in your cart. That This one's on the house. I'm not running you down. <laughs> and Walmart is insured. You know, I've, yeah. Javette, this has happened to me several times. I remember the very first time was back in 2000. No, like, go back. 1997. You get, you have the cart of stuff and some chicken is at the bottom of the cart. Pay for everything else. And you know, you put in the bags and so it covers up what's at the bottom. Is when you walk outside and get to the VK like, oh, shoots, I didn't pay for this. I'm sorry. I did not turn back. Yes, my teeth. I did not turn back. I remember living in Atlanta, going into the Walmart. I was, it's the phone. The phone is a hell of a, hell of a distraction. I was on the phone, picked up the stuff and was going to the self-checkout. And I think I was talking to Marlon on the phone. And I'm there talking and I'm pushing the cart. And I said, something said to me, look up. When I looked up, oh, shoots, I was heading outside. But the thing is, is they're not stopping you. They're not going to stop you. So I turned around, of course, because of the Nile. Lap me up. Sorry, not going to happen. It has happened to me since I've moved back down here where I'm walking out to the supermarket. And I'm like, oh, shoots, I didn't pay for this. And I turned back. And it was not as though it's intentional. It's clearly an oversight. You pay for everything else. Why would I single out some Minago pay for this item? Clearly, it's a mistake. I remember going to one of the big wholesale stores. And you do they, they, they have the attendant who is telling you which station to go to. And they send it to the self-checkout. So you go there. And I'm sure, because what I, what I do, after I scan everything and I get the receipt, I'm like, let me count to make sure it matches up. Must have missed one. So I'm going, you know, you have to show them the receipt at the door and they draw the line and sign off or whatever. Um. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. It could be. You're right. But um, I'm go I hand her the receipt for her to check the stuff. She's like, oh, you missed one. But what? was amazing was how she was detailing my card and yet she didn't detail others but anyway she detailed my car she said oh you missed one i'm like are you sure she's like yeah so we counted together yes i did miss one so i'm like okay let me go can i just go to the customer service she says yes go there and pay for it but she's like oh hold on hold on i need to record this i'm like what yeah they record it in their folder the receipt number everything <laughs> um but you should be able to know when something, then again, they're going to say, trust no one, but you should have a fair idea. Now, the person that was referenced in the article, $2,000 worth of goods and you're really getting petty theft for something small and insignificant. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That location has obviously just been extremely um, uh, punitive. Yeah. That it doesn't have, not everywhere else is doing it, and they can share their their policy because each policy is is independent is is different. Each location is different. What is that about? <laughs> I mean, I've told y'all that it's different here in California. The self, the the sale, the level of prosecution dependent on the value of theft. Mm -hmm. 
And so I hate grocery shopping. I will, I will tell you, for this reason, this reason alone, I hate grocery shopping. When I go to a supermarket, though, that's close to my house, I'm doing my thing. I'm shopping and putting my stuff in my cart and taking them from the, from the shelves, right? And, I, and the person next to me, I see them open their backpack and shove things in and zip it up. And then they look me in the eye. They look me in the eye because they want to say, bitch, say something. Sorry, I apologize. That's okay. But they look you, they look at you and you go on and, and, and act like you're not, you're not seeing me steal. They steal juice, they steal bread, they steal candy. There's one aisle I go and every time I want to pick up something, like, let me treat myself. And they steal all the freaking ice cream. Like, can I have one? No. But... There's a two hundred dollar limit. Right. So if they can't, if they don't catch you with two hundred dollars limited stuff, walk up the store. Now these stores are now like heavily secured, but these losers in the, in the front desk. I'm sorry. Be nice to that. I'm gonna be in a nice, nice mood. They have two guards at the front door with um things t- attached to them. They have batons. They look like they're about to go into to break down a house when there's a bomb called about it. The two of them. And one of them always on his phone. The other one chatting up every cute girl that passes by. <laughs> and their job is to walk, not to stand at the door. Every One stand at the door, the other one go up and down the aisle. And they're always one aisle too slow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to gonna go and go, hey, that man or that woman is stealing. That's not my job. Right. I know, I'm not getting no stitches for doing that, for snitching. I'm not doing that. But I see it. So I then, my job, what I do is leave that store and I go shop in another store where the stealing is less prevalent. Because if I don't see it, I can't report it. And, I'm, and hell, I am not reporting on it. Because most of the time, it's people who are unhoused and they want something to eat. They're choosing the bad thing. But hey, you know, I'm going to tell them they don't have a pot to cook in. So they're going to choose and eat some ice cream or some back with cereal. Go on. But- so let me ask you a question. As Donald put in the chat, she she shops at the Klepto store. Let me ask you a question. If I go in the store and I open up something and I eat it in there and I leave, I leave it in there, right? I leave the container there. I don't leave the store with it. Can you charge me for that? Uh, you're stealing. <laughs> yeah, like what about the people walking and eating the snacks? I moved to New York. Have you been? When I've been to New York, you remember? I know. Um, Javette's gonna remember this. When your parents would take go grocery shopping and they're trying all the grapes <laughs> and they're trying all the oranges yes. while they're shopping, I'm like, what the heck is that? Sapling. People they're still do that. I know. I saw this woman. I tell you, this woman sat in the store <laughs> in the in the in the vegetable aisle the other day. She was on her cell phone. I see her uniform. She works next door at the um the Panda Express because she has her uniform on. <laughs> And she's picking grapes and strawberries and she's rubbing it with her hand. She had a glove on. And then she popped them in her mouth and she's having a, a lovely, luxurious conversation, sitting there, popping grape after grape after grape. <laughs> I was like, young lady, in my head. Of her bag, her bag goes from two pounds to one pound <laughs> at a time. She's paying 15 cents because she sit on there and eat half a grape. Oh, and she's on her break time because it was like 11.30. So I'm like, hey, she's on an early break. So she's just in here luxurating. <laughs> On the phone, talking to the store, I was dying. Oh Meanwhile, them two security guards now do nothing. <laughs> nothing. Right. So then, yeah. listen, I'm mm-hmm. Jamaican. I'm sorry. May have a tear, sad I think 
and they include it in the price. I honestly feel these supermarkets, <laughs> they factor it in because who wants to buy a bunch of grapes and you go home and it's sour? That's not tasting when you're sitting there through the entire shopping experience and eating. One, two, or three, I understand, because yes. But not when you're eating a whole pound from a two-pound bag, no. Oh, Listen, I'm not going to lie. I do, I do have a drink as well. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then I mistakenly place it somewhere before I get to the top. Oh, wow. <laughs> I agree with Chili. Don't judge my sample size because, like, for example, if Marlon is having something, I'm like, can I taste that? He's like, taste, taste it. And then I'll drink it off. I'm like, he said, taste. I said, I, that's how I taste. I have to have a couple gulps to be able to taste. So you can taste one and it's okay. We need about five. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. Lord, forgive us. <laughs> no, I've sampled nothing now. Nothing. <sighs> yeah, you got to be careful with it, though, folks. But um, if you're going to use self-checkout, please be careful. All right? Because <sighs> the bail money kind of slim. <laughs> okay, so oops, that's, it's almost that time. Let me see if I can squeeze in even just the headlines of these. Um, so according to BallerAlert.com, landlords plan legal action against twitter over unpaid rent at several locations and where are these locations san francisco market. and britain <laughs> market and tents <laughs> oh so you know the location. i drive past it every time i go to costco so Twitter went to court earlier this month after it became delinquent on rental payments for another San Francisco location. Get it together. Get it together, Twitter. Get it together. And Lyft, if anybody in here uses Lyft, Lyft announces fees for customers making driver's wait. So to my online listeners, you better be ready when Lyft shows up because they are going to be applying fees if you make them wait. And the charges are going to be per minute where it, it starts after two minutes okay lux black and lux black excel users that's the luxury line you'll be given five minutes and then after that the wait time fee kicks in so be ready folks be ready uh when a, may i quickly yes say, yes 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 when, when a doctor's gonna be charged for having us wait <laughs> you're cute you're that's a good one, though. Oh, let's not even get into that one. Okay, real quick. Online uh, Department of Justice sues Google over its dominance in online advertising market. Wow. So the Justice Department and eight states sued Google on Tuesday. Wow. Oh, my gosh. They can't take anymore. They're, they're cutting staff. Accusing the company of harming competition. No, it's not Google. It's Microsoft. Sorry, got it wrong. I retract. Accusing the company of harming competition with its dominance in the online advertising market and calling for it to be broken up. And which states are these? California, Colorado, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and Virginia. And I can squeeze this one in 15 seconds. Amazon launches a $5 a month unlimited prescription plan all right so it's going to cover drugs for treating allergies inflammation 
high blood pressure and others it's roughly 60 common generic prescription drugs and that story wraps it up for the business and tech corner Gotta say thank you to everyone that logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. If you are not already following the house on Clubhouse, I do invite you to go ahead and follow. Join us, all right? You can follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments. On Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And on TikTok, moments with me media. And the mean everything is MI. To my folks on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com, this is Moments with me signing out. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you.